How do you do? Mr. Josiah Leroy feels it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We're about to unfold the discussion of the classic universal horror films, replete with all manner of nerdy dissection and adulation. It is one of the strangest podcasts ever recorded. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It may even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such nerdity, now is your chance to, uh, well, we've warned you. Hey everybody, welcome again to the Memory Machine. Hello! My name is Nathaniel Lockhart. Hey Nathaniel Lockhart. Uh, we're, uh, this is a big old thing to do with the Geekiverse Media Network. That's what it says in the podcast synopsis. It I sure guess. does. <laughs> and who do I have across from me here today? Across from you there is uh, Seth. How are you guys doing there? I'm... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, we're after a great start today. Yeah, great. <laughs> Who's across from me though? Yeah, uh, this is Trey Whittish, and this is the sound of my voice. Okay, yeah, yeah, great. Um, so yeah, now that we've all introduced ourselves, <laughs> yes. uh, I'm really excited about today's topic. So let's just get into what happened this week ish in yes. geeky history. All right, what do you have? So for we us? have, so we have for us here. I would like uh, Trey actually to introduce this for us because he's the one who picked it out. So, Trey, what have we got for this week, uh, October 5th, 1945? Uh, well, and this week, the uh, Universal's Inner Sanctum Mystery Strange Confession was mm-hmm. released mm-hmm. in okay. 1945. So, um, it's a reworking of their thriller, The Man Who Reclaimed His Head, oh. from 1935. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I, never, I don't even know that. That starred Claude Rains, but this one starred Lon Chaney Jr. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, he plays a chemist who discovers a miracle cure is exploited by his greedy employer, and when the insufficiently tested drug results in the death of his own son, Carter loses it and finds out whether his boss really has a head for business. Oh! <gasps> oh. <laughs> that's how they yeah. describe it. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. I don't know if that's harrowing his pillow of death. Uh, yeah, or, or uh, what is the other one? Dead Man's Eyes? I don't know. There's a few Dead of Man's Eyes. Yeah, yeah, Dead Man's Eyes, The Frozen Ghost. Yeah, for, for those of you who don't know, Inner Sanctum was a radio series a murder mystery series mm-hmm. uh you know it was on to the radio in the 40s and late 30s and universal did some movies based on them i've not actually seen any of them so the only one what, i what, what, what could you say about really them, remember i know, I know you've seen them is yeah. uh is uh lon cheney i think it's yeah. called calling dr death and he's like a psychiatrist yes. who like blacks out and mm-hmm. he can't remember whether he killed his wife and so there's a lot of it where he's you know Robert Dursting and talking to himself like, kill my wife, I guess I killed my wife. Stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Not, you know, the best. Yeah. You know, but, um, Certainly not what springs to mind when you think of... Universal uh, horror. Yeah, the, the, the rest of the, uh, the cadre. But, um... Yeah. But Nowadays anyway. we have Fred Dursting to get us along. Right. Supposed to yeah. Robert yeah. Dursting. Gio! Gio! Every machine right here! <laughs> so, so oh anyway. Gosh, Wow. What but what do we have? Uh, uh, but this week in geeky history, more important than that bit is this very important tidbit that I, in October, uh, 
this week in October <laughs> in 1953, I believe, we were given the gift of Tony Shalhoub. Uh, uh, I'm kind of uh, miffed you didn't mention this first. What the, does Tony Shalhoub mean to you guys? Uh, he was uh, the great character actor in Wings. Yes, he yes. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Trey, what is he to you? The, the guy from Wings. Oh, I, I mean, he was Monk, but I just remember it, Wings that, trying was... to sing Michael Rolled the Boat Ashore, but he's singing Michael Rolled a Bowling Score. Uh-huh. And that's all I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> was Monk was Monk part of Wings? Is, no. is, that, is that a Wings thing? No, I no. don't think well, Monk was a spinoff of Wings. I'm sure yeah. there's some fan theories out there. <laughs> yeah. but uh, And of course, to me, he is uh, his recurring character from the Men in Black movies. That's how mm-hmm. I was first uh, introduced. That's how my personal love affair with Tony Shalhoub began. I'm glad we could all share these today. Uh, be sorry, sure to comment that? and write in. What, what was that in Wings? No, Tony it wasn't Shalhoub, in Wings. Men in Black. Can I write up I'm a sorry, thesis I, for I, I can't. Tony Shalhoub only belongs in Wings. Well, what in if my this mind. Tony Shalhoub extended universe exists as we're theorizing? Wow. Anyway. There's a Wings no. extended universe exists. Yeah. Because, mm. like, I th- who came through the airport? Oh, Frazier so did. Frazier did. Ah. And Lil- Frazier and Lilith came through the airport. So yeah. they crossed I over see. with cheers. So there was room there. And Frazier. Yeah. 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 But that was about it. That's as far as it got. Was I, don't, I, don't, I don't see why Tony Shalhoub could also be... Tony Schlupe's character in Wings could also be the same guy in Galaxy Quest. Maybe uh, he was taking all true. those years in Wings. Yes, yeah. there you go. Okay, so... Tell us, tell us your theories. All right, right please, right and just comment and let us know yeah. what Tony Shalhoub yes. meant to you. So, so, what a gift to the world. And whether yes. or not we should do a Cheers and Frasier episode. Oh, Ooh. man. Well, my. you know, Josiah Leroy, we've had a long gestating, uh, I think, a podcast... Um, where we debate uh, the merits of Seinfeld versus Frasier, oh, myself yeah. arguing for the Frasier side and oh. him arguing for the Seinfeld side. That's supposed to happen at some point. Can somebody mm. come on and argue for both? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why I'm we sure can't have could. both. Uh, the, <laughs> I, the, the Seinfeld Frasier centrist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I don't see yeah. what the issue is here. Yeah. Don't well, you be drawing false equivocacy here. <laughs> Equivalencies between yeah. Frasier and Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hot button. Hot button. Don't, don't, don't talk about that on social media. Get people right up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so with that all having been said, we covered mm-hmm. our bases there. Mm-hmm. Got got that. Uh, you know, now shalo- that you know what all happened. All the out of our system get, get for shalo- now. You're getting into your history mode. We are here today to, uh, our main topic for today is talking about universal horror. Yes. Um. And uh, most of you probably listening have an idea of when you say universal horror, something comes to mind, whether it's Bela Lugosi's Dracula or you know, Boris Karloff is, Fra- is the Frankenstein monster or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you want to go on to just say, kind of give a bit more concise definition of when we say universal horror, what does that mean? What are we saying? Well, I would say you got, you can, you got your three big monsters, your Frankenstein, your Dracula, your Wolfman. Um, it encompasses uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. uh, and your major stars: Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi, Lon Chaney Jr. Lots of little uh, minor stars in there that we can get into later. But sure, uh, basically the the movies that made Universal Studios a juggernaut. It's yes. essentially what they were known for when they first came along. Everything uh, was horror movies, monster movies, thrillers, slashers. Um, a lot of stuff like that, uh, marketed by, um, Carl Emily Jr. Carl Lemley Jr. Yeah. Um, marked by like, I guess another big aspect of it would be, I, I the words to describe it are escape, escaping mm. me, but, um, very similar sort of, um, 
orchestral scores for the movies. Oh, yes. Lots yes, of yes, yes. like low vibrating strings that just keep mm. getting louder and louder yeah. and louder yeah. or or stark spare sounds while everything is is quiet. Mm-hmm. It could either be big swells or a lone clarinet playing yeah. something creepy. Mm. Um, or in the case of Dracula and Frankenstein, no music at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Those, but, yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I think that's pretty good. I mean, another thing, too, when you define, get around to defining universal horror movies, is you really do talk about the aesthetic as well. Yes. Yes. Um, obviously, very dark, lots of uh, light and shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the historian, uh, film historian David J. Skull, just sort of called it Hollywood Gothic. Yeah. Sort of distinguishing it from, uh, from sort of the horror aesthetics that came before. Clearly, the aesthetics of universal horror draw on German expressionism. Yes. But yeah. it's not that, yeah. you know. Yes, yeah. there, there yeah. are certain shots of things borrowed. Murders mm. from the room, murders in the room morgue yeah. is basically just one giant homage to German expressions. Yeah. But other than that, I think a lot of you'll Son see of bits here and there too. Yes, like yeah. the, mm-hmm. just the angles in Son of Frankenstein, yeah. which differed from Frankenstein and Bride. There wasn't yes. a whole. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like yeah. not a lot of expressionism there. And then Son went into yeah. it, very mm-hmm. stark. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like there's a lot more gothic influence than there is expressionist influence in a lot of like like as in like oh, the, yeah. the, the traditional yes the traditional middle, yeah. you know you know east you know uh it's, European it's not as surreal gothic. really is that what you're saying not often no yeah yeah again with the exception of murders in the room morgue yeah. or um the black cat kind of has a little bit mm. of that to it yeah if you watch that movie but but yeah i mean even then it's just in spurts and it's just yeah, in, yeah. in in flashes that you see that yeah um uh the the uh film historian um Shoot, what's his name? Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Film historian, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Um, I forget his name, but he did the commentary on Bride of Frankenstein in the mm. DVD. And uh, he was saying that the, he saw bits of Rococo in there, and I wasn't so certain about that. And I was like, I don't know where you're getting that. Rococo is very florid. Um, I guess you see it in some of James Whale's interiors, mm. but that's about it. I guess I could, I could see that. I'm not yeah. a huge fan. Hugely familiar with Rococo. It's but. sort of well, you know the the big the famous painting with the girl on the swing, and she's swinging up and she's kind of kicking her shoe off. Oh, and her boyfriend watches lovingly from below. Okay, K- kind yeah. of romantic. I mean, you do. You, uh, again, I, I think you could say you see that in some of James Whale's interiors, interiors, in, in, yeah. in, in lighter moments of his right. movies. Yeah, like the yeah the bedrooms that are in yes. Castle Frankenstein. Yes, and stuff like that. yes, yeah. definitely. There's there's definitely a lot of that in there, but. But, you know, we talk about the aesthetics. We talk about, um, you know, Um, you mentioned to the. Yeah, I would also um, add a kind of um, a kind of mythology that these uh, Mm. that these characters and the in these monsters represent that really attracts me to them personally. Um, You know, and there's there's much more. uh, The books are able to cap capture a lot of this uh, more richly than the than the movies, um, particularly the uh, the Universal movies are are, kind of able to in the in the time frame that, that they have. But. Just having that, um, those kind of large, some of those larger than life uh, characters and uh, and monsters, and mm-hmm. just how that kind of reflects humanity and yeah. those kind of broad uh, themes like that are, yeah. are, are yes. some of the things that that really attract me to Universal Monsters yes. as well. Yes, I, I know that uh, mm-hmm. it's not always just straight horror. You know, we're not talking mm-hmm. like I've never seen the Saw movies, but I can't imagine there's much to sympathize with in Jigsaw. You know what I mean, right? Uh, um, whereas with with yeah. you know the Frankenstein monster, there's pathos there. Yes, with the absolutely. Wolfman, there's a deep sadness of not being able to control himself. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's just about how the you know the the obvious themes about yeah. what, what the creation of 
you know the monster is meant to reflect in Frankenstein yep. and, and humanity and all those kinds of things mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in the way that Dracula can kind of debatably reflect a kind of um, uh, kind of Chain- sexual theme yeah, yeah. like Chain- that which um, uh, I know Francis Ford Coppola's movie went into uh, yeah. more than I haven't seen that yeah um, Dracula's so. daughter there's certain like, oh, some heavens. sexual themes in that oh yeah. heavens yeah. yes uh, even in I mean even even with Bill Lugosi, just the way he looks and the way he seductively draws his hand mm-hmm. towards a lady, or or even in uh, Son of Dracula, which we'll get into more later, but uh, Lon Chaney definitely does that in a certain in the yes. first scene where he really, you know, gets to chew his scenery. But they really uh, play up like yeah. a magnetism. To yeah. Those guys. Mm-hmm. So so even then, the humanity in Dracula, who's supposed to be this evil demon from hell, who's yeah. you know, mm-hmm. even then there's romanticism in him. Yes. Yeah. Not so much humanity, but romanticism. Yeah. And yeah. how yeah. he pulls everybody into him yeah I mean, yeah i think he's the most monster like of all the monsters yes. but he's the most irredeemable has a little yes. there's a there's i guess humanity to how he seduces people mm-hmm. or yeah. or brings them in mm-hmm. to yeah. his thrall I kind guess. of a strange yeah. warmth almost in a way yes yeah just something living there yes yeah. I, I think launch and, and again we'll get to this later when we talk mm-hmm. about son of dracula but i think lon chaney really brought that out yeah. In Dracula, especially, yeah. But uh, so, so with that having been, you know, we we defined it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go a bit through the history of Universal. Very short history because we're just isn't the, <laughs> the whole thing. Yes. So we could go. I mean, we got some really big nerds here. We could go forever on just mm. beat by beat, point by point, what happened in Universal Studios. But I guess you could say that their first big foray into something resembling horror would probably be um, uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame mm. in 1923. At Lon Chaney? With Lon, with yeah. Lon Chaney, not yes. Junior. Mr. Right. Uh, senior. Right. Yes. Um, and he, uh, and, and that was, I guess, Universal Studios' first really big production. Oh, I see. That, that, was their, that was their big prestige thing. Mm. They built a giant set for it, a mm. uh, big old Notre, uh, Notre Dame facade and, mm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, they also, uh, I mean, before Universal had really only been known so much for like B pictures, like Westerns. Movie yeah. serials, things like that, so, so whatever programmers. Yeah, and this was their first foray into like, no, we're artistic, we're mm-hmm. universal. Yeah. They <laughs> built know? this like huge set. Oh, like, yeah. have you seen like overhead shots of the back lot? The back lot yeah. is huge. For yeah. This movie. Oh yeah, for sure. You can look it up right now on Google. They're amazing. Yeah. It's it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. And they reused some of that stuff for a long time. Yes. Yes, um, they did. They called it like I think the little Europe set. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You can see that in a lot of the horror stuff. It's similar. It gets facade. reused yep. and reused. Yeah. Uh, you could probably someone out there uh, has probably done a thing where they've done comparison shots and shown you know, hey, look. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, so Universal did a few of these. I mean, these were not these first forays. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame in twenty three, Phantom of the Opera in twenty five. Mm-hmm, right. Um. I guess you say the man who laughs in 1928. These were um, like these weren't really horror necessarily, yeah. In in the the way that we think of it, starting with Dracula, right, right. Um, They were they were essentially at least in *Phantom of the Opera* and um, *Hunchback of Notre Dame*. Like was horrific but there's a very strong romantic theme yes. to all of them mm-hmm. yeah so and like the very... horror basically was in all the makeup that's yes. where they yeah. scared yes. everybody yes the, the, the grotesqueries are right yeah yeah mm-hmm. Which, the, the, these yeah. movies aren't necessarily horrors they're grotesques yes 
Um, yeah. like they're masking the cat and the canary is terrifying. Yes, that's yes, that's the one that really creeps me out. Yeah, the, 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 the hand yeah, coming out. The hand actually, and just those bulging you know, eyes and the weird yeah. jowls with the fangs coming yeah, out. Yeah, I actually have that movie on 8mm film. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but, but yes, yeah, so, so, so it started out there in that silent era. And it, again, it, it wasn't. Like, Cat and Canary didn't really... There was no real monster. That was just a mask. Yes. It was a murder mystery. Uh, And even then, kind of a spoofy murder mystery. Man Who Laughs is... I wouldn't call it a horror movie at all. It's it's more of it a gets tragedy lumped in, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, tragedy and drama, the rom- romance, and the grotesque yeah. of his, yeah. Right. Yeah, his right. giant grin. Right. So what you really get into is is really what I would say. Those are sort of the the precursors yeah. to Universal Horror. What I'd say where it really starts is in 1931 with Dracula. Yeah, yeah. That's quick, the big one. Quick shout out, man yeah. who laughs. Big inspiration for the Joker. In yes, the it was. Just, yes, we got to mention that. You um, should watch right. it anyway, though. It's yeah. a good movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he has his character has nothing to do with the Joker if you no, ever no, watch no. it. No, no, no. But he looks but, exactly yes, like the earliest illustrations. He of does. The Joker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is a good movie, though. Uh, yeah. It has a great song in it. When love comes stealing. Very sweet. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but Dracula. But Dracula. Like 1931. Yeah. Mm. Bela Lugosi. Yes. Makes a big old splash. Yeah. Oh. Uh, based off the stage play, yes. uh, the Broadway play mm-hmm. of Dracula. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, if you'd read the novel and then you, you, you see the, the movie, you could tell there's a lot of differences. But mm. but this made a, uh, this was huge. Mm. People loved it. This was something new, at least to American cinema, would you say? Nosferatu so. had hit on that. Yeah, in, in, in German Germany. cinema, but not so much in uh, not so much in the states in, in, the, like, in the same way. Didn't Ed, I think Edison had made like a. 15 minute experiment yes. like Frankenstein, with Frankenstein thing mm-hmm. with, with Charles Ogle as a monster right. mm-hmm. ten, I believe yeah. Yeah. there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of horror in America no he didn't kill anybody nobody died yeah um, but uh, but yeah that made a that made a big splash it was a big hit uh, Frankenstein came just a little bit after that in, in the same year right 31 31 both yeah, in 31 same 31 and that was also a giant hit mm. yeah. uh, and this just continued a whole slew of horror productions. I yep. mean, yeah. uh, you know, it was a Dracula and Frankenstein, then Murders in the Rue Morgue, the, the Mummy, the Dark House, mm-hmm. and the yeah. Mummy. Um, the, and the Raven and Black Cat in the Raven mid-30s? and Black Cat were mid-30s. 34 and, and 35 or so. And then all ending up with Dracula's Daughter, and yes. Dracula's Daughter didn't quite do so hot. Right. And I believe there was a production of the Broadway musical Showboat, which... Uh, the Lemleys, who yes. controlled Universal from its in- mm-hmm. inception, had borrowed too much money for it. Yeah, and the and so they had to sell Universal to other interests. Right, they essentially lost their jobs because they yeah. sunk more money into their movies than they could get out of them. Right. Even the successes, they right. went big on a lot of these. Yes. Judge, you know, is evidenced by the huge backlot and the yeah. sets they built. Showboat, if you've ever seen it, is beautiful. It's, right. a, it's a gorgeous movie. James Well, James Well directed it. Um, it's it's beautiful. Paul Robeson is in it. I uh, love Paul Robeson. But um, none of them made their money back. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> and uh, their new owners uh, weren't too fond of the horse. So they put kibosh on it for a couple years. Yes. And the new owners were still struggling to make money. Yeah. So uh, when it's the 1930s, mm. um, there's no TV. Ah, you yes. know. So the only way to watch an old movie is to hope and pray that a studio re-releases it. Yeah. And this is what they did in 1938. The new owners in need of some money re-release Frankenstein and Dracula on double bill. Yep. Was this a new concept? Re-releasing movies in theaters? Or was not that really. It, it, it had been done. It's yeah. just... Um, 
the, the, there was a big production though around re-releasing this I movie. I see. I see. A lot the, of these promotion. movies. Yeah, there was a lot of promotion behind it. Whereas usually it would just be like, uh, hey, this one theater got a copy of this movie and they're just showing it because right. people, I don't know, they wanted to. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a big to do about it, and it made a load of money. Mm. It made a dump trucks of money, yeah. and that's when the new owner said, you know, we should get back on. Yeah. This horror thing. I see. And. Uh, Anyway. But, but so so yeah so with that with that success Universal says fine let's go uh, let's go whole hog into this right yeah. son of Frankenstein right and they did and yeah. they brought back Karloff and they yep. they put Lugosi in a Frankenstein movie which is like mm. one of his, what I think it's my favorite role of oh his. it's one of his best yeah. roles oh like, yeah as he Igor. he was great at Dracula yeah. but he like it, we can get into this more later he was really good as a bit player yeah in the later. Movies. Yeah. He was he was the gyp the Bella the Gypsy and the Wolfman. Mm, he yeah, was yes. Igor in a couple Frankenstein movies. He mm-hmm. was a uh, Black a, Friday, a gangster, a yeah, bit part mm-hmm. yeah. in that movie with he, he was, Karloff. He's amazing in Black Cat, but that was earlier. That was earlier. That, that was earlier, but but uh but yeah, oh man, I just love it. They hanged me once. Yeah. And he, yeah. They broke Igor's neck and then he, he he does this thing where he knocks on his on the bone of his oh, broken yeah. <laughs> neck and it's just oh, that's grotesque <laughs> and it's but it's so perfect. There's actually just the other day last week on his Instagram, uh, Dana Gould uh, oh, found Dana a video yes. of of Bela Lugosi as Igor screwing around on set like a blueprint. <laughs> and so oh. look up Dana Gould's Instagram. There's a good video oh. of Bela Lugosi as Igor just screwing around on set. That's amazing. <laughs> like, That's you know, amazing. Goofing off in between takes. Holy cow, I'll tell you, the quick aside about Bela Lugosi is just a lot of his movies, he, he, did, he did for like Poverty Row Studios, you know, like these, mm. these really cheap studios. So a lot of those movies are in public domain. Mm. Just even the worst movies, right. if Bela Lugosi is in it, it's... Worth watching. Right. He he mm. didn't say no to a lot other than Frankenstein. Right. <laughs> like, he said no to Frankenstein. Yeah. And then and yeah. but then he didn't say no to anything else. Yeah. No, yeah. Probably <laughs> probably because he, he noticed that I was like, wow, I should never say no to anything I ever know. again. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I can't miss the next Frankenstein. I know. Correct. It was a reverse um, of what happened with Sean Connery. Yes. That after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he said, I can't say yes to anything ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why we're seeing Sean Connery. Yep, he pulled a reverse Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what we're calling it from now on. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, so, so this you know uh, ushered in a, a whole new second wave of horror movies, mm-hmm. and it, this followed with sequels to The Invisible Man and to The Mummy, and mm-hmm. introduced to us The Wolfman. Yeah, The Wolfman ah. came out of it, and that mm-hmm. was my personal favorite. I yep. think. I think just, I mean, I, we could say this in terms of uh, the part of the uh, the characteristics of the uh, Universal movies is it's all fog and woods yes and there's a lot of that and it really turns it up into the wolf and wolf yes. it's just a lot oh, yeah. of fog yep. and outdoor sets and it's just an air of creepiness and that's where yeah. really like the low throbbing strings that christian yes. come or yes. or everything's silent and you have a weird clarinet come in like yeah. igor's theme in the ghost yeah. of frankenstein like yeah. that that's mm-hmm. striking that still yeah. sits with me today you, you know i would even go as far to say that i think uh the wolfman might be the Universaliest universal horror movie when you, when you <laughs> think, think about so, yeah. it, like that's sort of like the that's sort of like the, the like that 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 is the typical yeah like like if you if you want one to go to to, to know exactly what we're talking about right. I think go it's the Wolfman Maria Uspenskaya because yeah. you hear that in everything throughout the rest of time is yeah. like I should have listened to that old gypsy woman yeah, even right. if there's no <laughs> old gypsy woman it's a character lamenting yeah. something and some yeah. comment I should have listened to what that gypsy woman told yes, me I know. like it's all that yeah. and, and there's gypsy gypsies in 
A lot of them. Frankenstein yes, eats the Wolfman. Uh, Son of Dracula it's, has its own little. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, jeez, it does. Uh, they, she they dies very early on, spoilers. But... And they hit him. You know? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. hit a formula. Yeah, they, they did. They, they did hit a formula. And, yeah. and, that's, and they, they sort of progressed as B-pictures mostly yes. in, in the 40s. Yes, but I, uh, I, uh, Unlike in the 30s when they were kind of bit... They, they were more premiere right. uh, mm. productions. But even as B-pictures, they had their merits. Yes. And Universal absolutely. was just able to churn them out cheaply. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and all those uh, scripts that Siad uh, Mac wrote. Yes, yes. <laughs> he wrote a lot of them. Another big... Uh, thing that you see too in those 41s is, is um they, they refer to it as the blood and thunder action you know and and you see that and there's a lot more fight scenes yes in those a lot mm. more choreographed fight scenes yes. um more explosions more yes. um yeah, what's that i'll just close your mic close your mic yeah okay uh yeah a lot more explosions um a, a lot of uh it's just more action in general. Yeah, I think uh, so. A, a more action in general. A uh, lot of people getting thrown from the tops yes, of buildings. Yes, yes, yes. Um, people getting thrown over things. You know, yeah. Wrestling moves being performed. Yes. Um, they're a lot of fun though. Uh, and, and this goes on until probably about the end. Like, what do you say, forty-five or so? Forty-five, forty. I think like yeah. late forty-five was House of Dracula. Although yeah. they did some of those. I guess they were still Universal. You could get into that. Um, horror, but they were more thrillers. They had that Rondo uh, Hatton, the oh, huge the, the brute man, brute man. Yeah. And they did some brute man stuff, and I think was, uh, was some of the ape woman stuff later. Uh, I, I think look that it was mid forties. I mean, Captive before. Wild Woman was forty three. Jungle Captive was forty four. Okay. Did World War Two have to do with kind of the decline of that in, um, uh, of the of the monster movies? Yeah, you know, I, people often refer to that as sort of being the decline of that style of horror. Oh, yeah. uh, coming yeah. back from you know because after World War Two you kind of have the beginning of you know if you want to call it the science age of the, the atomic late age. the atomic yeah. age there yeah. you go the atomic yeah. age and also you know the horrors of Universal are nothing compared to the hor- the real horrors of World War Two right and you know suddenly the frankenstein monster doesn't seem so scary anymore yeah, yeah. um yes and they kind of fell out out of favor i right. guess you would say although kids always still loved them yeah but they did um, they fell out of favor it switched away from these i think studios in general because that's when mm-hmm. you started that's what 46 is the big sleep 44 is double indemnity you've gotten more yes, like the noir. thrillers and the noir yeah. Yeah, and that was more heady stuff, stuff and stuff that was more grounded in reality. I mm-hmm. think, and, and stuff with the violence was a bit was it, well. I mean, you couldn't show it because you know the Hayes Code, but right. the violence was implied to be more grisly, yeah. um, a bit more punch in the gut violent. Yeah, yeah. like um, sorted. Like this could yeah. actually happen. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. sorted. So yeah, sorted's a great yeah. word for it. I see. Um, and then you get into the fifties, you know, uh, the atomic age, and yeah. giant monsters become the thing. You know, fear right. of nu- threat of nuclear war, yeah. UFOs, all this kind of More stuff. More science fiction comes into stuff. Yes. yes, and Universal. This is sort of I, I call it the addendum of Universal horror, because really, the only iconic thing that comes out of fifties Universal monsters is the creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. Mm. They did like giant tarantula and that giant terrible yeah. mantis movie, but oh, the deadly those mantis. Are, but yes. those are those yeah. are movies that are shown yeah. on Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I like tarantula. T- tarantula has that funky looking. Uh, there's like a weird, like they call it acromegaly, but it's not really that. <laughs> uh, you know, so little they knew about that sort of thing at the yeah. time. But 
you know, there's some stuff like that. It's pretty freaky. It uh, scared my wife, anyways. <laughs> right. Well, your wife was scared at Reptilicus. My wife was scared of Reptilicus. She was also. I I, 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 I asked her if I could share this, and she said yes. But uh, I showed her the original Dracula. This is while we were still dating, okay. before we were married, and uh, we were good kids. We did not sleep in the same bed, oh. and um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but. Um, but we saw we we watched Dracula and uh, my then then girlfriend uh, mm-hmm. now wife yes um, was so scared of it that when she went to bed she turned on all the lights she put wore a hoodie to bed and tied it up tight so that Dracula couldn't get to her neck and then had the dog sleep with her on the bed oh wow. because you know what this is making me think of what's that what about your history with a vampiric uh, monstrosity. Oh, Nosferatu! Nosferatu. Oh boy, that, that... reminds me of a little Nate Lockhart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, not sure boy. how much you want to go into that now. Oh but... man, I'll but... just say that I saw that when I was nine years old, and yeah. I, I really seriously did not sleep for three days. Oh, wow, it scared me that bad. <laughs> just that that face horrified me so deeply. Nosferatu, and, yeah, and continued to just make me turn white until mm. I was in my mid 20s. I don't think I so. remember that in college, that yeah. Until no. I was a teenager. Yeah. But I yeah. knew about it and I knew about it. Yeah. From SpongeBob? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> from that Are You Afraid of the Dark oh, episode? Is that what you yes. saw? Where yes. Dr. Fink yeah. yes. brings yeah. it in and is yes. like, this yeah. is Nosferatu. Yes. And it's and it looked yes. terrifying in that Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was yes. a good production, but I never saw the actual movie, but yeah. that Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. And when he's not dead at the end. Yeah. That that's where I first saw it and I just thought, oh, Dr. I remember Fink. I remember my brother was had just had gotten his tonsils out and we saw that in the hospital room with him and I was just Oh no. And for that like seriously, vampires scared me so bad for so long. But yeah. not anymore. Good. Good. They're just movies. You yeah. can watch Nosferatu. <laughs> I could. Now. Oh, I could totally watch Nosferatu. Now. It also it's, doesn't have like a lot of vampire stuff recently. Isn't really scary anymore. Yes. Yeah. Twilight oh, romantic yes. vampires or your relatively humorous True Blood vampires. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I haven't yeah. even dug into that. I don't even know. But. But, some, but it, I did, Penny Dreadful's got some oh, horror yeah, there I, going. I've never seen it. We can get into that yet. later in yeah. terms of uh, the mo- modern takes okay. on the Universal Monsters. Yeah, we but, can do that. Um, yeah. But anyway, I mean, now that we've kind of covered some of that ground, uh, why don't we take a quick break? Yes. And uh, we'll come back here in just a second. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Come back. Thank you. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats. Rats. Thousands. Millions of them. But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula. What's up, Geekiverse? Just want to remind you of all the social media that we have that you can use to interact with us. We've got Facebook. We've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. We've got Snapchat. Just search for the Geekiverse, the underscore Geekiverse. It's one of those two. It's pretty easy to find. And like us, subscribe to us, follow us, whatever you have to do to make sure you're getting constant updates from us. Be sure to share it with your friends, and we would greatly appreciate it because, you know, we're all about a family here. But let's get to the show. Father was Frankenstein, that your mother was the lightning. The most dreaded creation of man, the monster of Frankenstein, stalks again. Here is drama completely strange, full of weird suspense. With this great cast, 
Sir Cedric Hardwick, Lionel Atwill, Ralph Bellamy, Bela Lugosi, Evelyn Ankers, Lon Chaney, in the gripping tale of a monster the tomb cannot engulf, chains cannot hold. You're going to give him life? Yes. Not for the purposes that you think, Igor. I'm giving him another brain. We're back, everybody. And we're back. We're back. And we sure we're are. back. We are back. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about how we first uh, encountered these movies. Ah. Because, you know, we obviously were much younger than the films are. Of course, yeah. Uh, by about 40 to 50 years mm-hmm. uh, younger. So I thought it would be interesting to go around and see how all of you first became acquainted with these So this is the films. memory part of the machine. It sure is. These are the, sure this is, is how the, the machine makes the memories in this yes. segment right here. And, and, and hopefully for listeners who uh, identify with our uh, our memories, hopefully yeah. it <laughs> wakens something in you. Surely, sure. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, tell so, so how, how, how did you, how did so, you first... Uh, so for me, um, I think I would uh, stand apart um, from these two guys. I uh, did not grow up uh, watching these movies as much. Um, I was very... Uh, the the imagery of these movies w- was um, all around, and I, I recall a lot of merchandising in like the early to mid '90s um, for the Universal monsters. So I definitely had a broad pop culture knowledge of them. But um, uh, like several other kind of modern like niche interests, like uh, like Atari Twenty Six Hundred, for example, we were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, it was uh, kind of ushered into my lexicon through Cinemassacre, through James Rolfe and mm-hmm. his Monster Madness series. Um, it was a great a good, good job with introduction those. to me. That guy, you know, is a big Universal super fan, and um, and his videos definitely were uh, a big introduction to me. And uh, that that kind of just ushered in my fascination with uh, watching these movies, which I've done on and off over the past like ten years since uh, James Rolfe started that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I came into it. Is through so, that. so what? Uh, so, and and I mean, I know you grew up kind of watching more visceral horror. Things like uh, Texas Chainsaw and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So instead of viewing these things as sort of tame antiquities, you, I, I, I guess because because when I introduce them to other people, there's like this is horror, you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone so, asked me so, that. I was I was yeah. picked up some of those. Uh, yeah, Trey, I was showing uh, Nate. I got some of the new. They just re-released some of the Universal monsters um, at Best Buy. These exclusive steel books that have uh, yeah. black and white illustrated art by Alex Ross. They're beautiful, and they're beautiful. Oh, wow. All for yeah, I have a, I have a bunch of them over there um, in that bag. Uh, and yeah, yeah, when I was cashing out, uh, the guy asked me like, "Oh, are these actually scary?" And I yeah, I said like, "I I don't find them really that scary, but." I guess what I like what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. kind of the the broad um, um, philosophical themes and the, and the yeah. characters, the, the, these romantic gothic tales um, yeah. that are kind of larger than life. I guess that's still kind of strange stories. Yeah, if, if not horrifying. Yeah, right. they're yes. still strange. Um, but and I guess I appreciate that's, that. Yeah, but I guess the kind of that kind of uh, mythological a- aspect of the Universal monsters is kind of what attracts me to them. I do love horror. Right. In general, but I I don't know if I've ever actually found Universal Monster the the original Universal Monster movie scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 probably I of its time they might have been certainly, oh, sure. certainly, certainly so. so. Yeah, and to my wife they still are. But yeah, like, watching yeah. them now, <laughs> yeah. like you think about no, I mean when you can read or see all that stuff. Yeah, that, even if they had been written in like a Weird Tales magazine at the time, there'd be mm. some more gore. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's that's always a thing with um, when you're cool. revisiting, especially if you're like revisiting things through film history. I feel like you need to have a bit of like context to like why you know what something was like to an audience at the time. Oh, you know, yeah. like it's uh, you know, if, like if someone watches like Blade Runner, mm-hmm. it might be like, oh, this looks like every other sci-fi movie I've ever seen. Right. Well, well, because yeah. every sci-fi movie like Borrowed looks from... like Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it's it's kind. Of, it's I certainly uh, have respect for um, the kind of effect this would have had on, on 1930s and 40s audiences. Yeah. You know? But uh, but yeah, that was my kind of personal experience, my own perspective. That, that's on cool. It. Yeah. That's cool. I always like hearing about that. The people who didn't grow up with them the way trey and i did right you yeah know? yeah which speaking of trey uh, <laughs> yeah well i i first got into them uh through i guess a way probably a lot of people our age got into them was watching mm-hmm. them on amc yes amc used to broadcast them all the time and now I, tcm broadcasts them a lot, yeah but amc was that sort of channel for us yeah um my my tapes are from amc okay yeah yep. yeah i still i think probably at my parents house the some of the ones my dad and i taped off of amc are still there mm-hmm. i i have the like uh video vhs collection re-releases that were all released uh, in like the oh, mid 90s yeah so they got that universal at the top those are beautiful sort of, yeah. yeah there's a couple of them behind you yeah mm-hmm. yeah you yeah, see Captive Wild yeah, Woman. Yeah, it's like and, that, that series. The, yeah, the Captive yeah. Wild Woman boxes. Yeah. You know, they looked like... Island of Lost um, Souls. But my, my dad, you know, because even I, th- I would guess that our parents are probably even are too young to see them in theaters. Yes. You know, my, bad, my dad was born in 1957. So when he watched these, yeah. these were on Creature Feature at yes. night mm. on... Yes. Um, on After the News. Yeah. You know, after, do you know where your children are? Yeah. And then, yeah. Or late on Saturday nights yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Midnight creature feature. So yep. yeah. that's how my dad got into them. He got mm. into them from watching them on TV. So once he, you know, got married and had a kid and got cable, like he watched AMC all the time because yeah. he noticed them on there and was like, oh, if they're on TV topics, I'm watching them here. And he <laughs> taped them all off of them. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I found out about them. Sitting yeah. down in front of the TV. Yeah. My dad planted me there. And we're going to watch Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. We're going to watch The Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's the yeah. first one I really remember. Yeah. yeah. That was my introduction to it, was mm. them doing the archaeological dig and the, oh, the big fossilized hand, yeah. creature hand sticking out of that rock, those claws. That's yeah. what I yeah. remember. That's how I got into it. And then... After that came Bride of Frankenstein, Son of mm. Frankenstein, The Wolfman, Dracula, all that stuff. Mm. But it was the creature that got me into it. But I grew up just sitting watching them on AMC and then and then noticed them in media play one day on the VHS. And <laughs> I was like, we don't need to tape them anymore. Media yeah, like, I'll get them there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> wow. So that's And that's I spent the rest of the time just accumulating that collection and doing nice. it that way. Man. You know, how much enough, did they cost back then? Were they like fifteen bucks know. a tape? Probably or something? ten, fifteen bucks. Mm. Yeah. You know, enough for me to buy them with my allowance, or enough to yeah. say to ask for a bunch of them for a birthday or a yeah, Christmas, yeah, and my yeah. parents say, mm. "We can do that." Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, <laughs> yeah. speaking of the creature, that's uh, like I said earlier about having just that that imagery uh, from like promotional items around when when I was growing up. I distinctly remember seeing seeing stuff about the creature more than a lot of the other monsters, specifically the little like like stubby uh wind-up toy of like the creature from the black lagoon with like the movie i don't know oh, if I yeah the image that. of that is like no. stuck i feel like i saw that like every time i went to i don't know if it was kb or media play or oh really it was. Huh. i just you saw that constantly. could yeah yeah you probably could get that i don't know if there was a time where there ever that ever lapsed into public domain but oh uh, the creature probably not. but yeah. you know probably not uh i know the, the frankenstein makeup is under copyright until like 2026 or something like okay. that okay yeah. all right yeah. interesting yeah. Um, cause that, yeah, cause that'd be 95 years after 1931. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Um, so you. Yes. You. I, uh, much like uh, Trey, and I'm, I'm glad he was here to confirm this because I couldn't remember if I first saw it on TNT through Monster Vision mm. or on AMC. I couldn't remember which channel was that, but okay. they were on AMC. They, they weren't right. AMC. Um, but yep, that's where I first saw them. And uh, I don't remember too much. I, I remember a little bit of Bride of Frankenstein, but mm. the one I really remember as the first one was the original Frankenstein okay. that I got. Yeah. You know, when I was five years old, we rented it from from Wegmans. Yeah, which, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're not, yeah. Uh, I found I, like a year or so ago, I found yeah. an old Wegman, Wegmans uh, home, home video, video shopping yeah. bag <laughs> and like it was stuff, and I yeah. just kept it off to this. I wanted to like frame it. it yeah, like, I, I yeah. like oh, so many movies and video I'm, games. Yep. So many. I rented a PlayStation Two from there for okay. the first time before I actually. Owned wow, one. they were still renting stuff like that back then. And well, I guess they were. Yeah, it was like right. It was like the first. Uh, right before Netflix, it was the first really year off, of the uh, with with renting movies through the mail. Oh, Netflix was like uh, it was a good. De- yeah, it was at least like five years. A few years later, later. Yeah, okay, yeah, I would say. But uh, yeah, ne- ne- and when I say Netflix, I mean the mail service Netflix. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe not five years, maybe some, like two or three years yeah. later. But but uh, but, but uh, yeah, for those of you who aren't from the same area that we're all in, Wegmans, oh, yes. Wegmans is a grocery store yes. uh, that in, originated up here in, in Western, Western New York. New York. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, but they rented movies like many grocery stores did back then. That's right. And that's where I got them. That's also where I saw a lot of my first Godzilla movies was through yeah. okay. Wegmans. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, Frankenstein, that movie really stuck with me. I never thought it was scary when yeah. I was a kid. I never thought it was scary. I only ever felt pity for the monster, even as a five-year-old. And I think it was because I I always had a hard time making friends when I was little. Mm. Um, I always kind of felt like it was easier to talk to adults than it was to kids my age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And sort of that, and and I was always awkward, both physically and uh, socially. Yeah. And so seeing a monster who was kind of like that and mm. could and was sort of awkward in the world and didn't quite fit in and yeah. didn't quite know what to do with I don't know that really stuck with me and, and Absolutely. I and I really liked that a lot mm. and I really I I loved that movie mm. growing up yeah. now um I have a question about that. Yeah. Because you said you were a kid. So was yeah. it was it the restored version where he actually yeah, throws the girl into the water? Well, or yeah. is it yes. just when they go? Oh, so you yes. actually saw that scene as a I little think kid. so, yeah. It wasn't like, he's going to do that to me. Yeah. He didn't do that? No, okay. no. I, I, I think I, I think. It's with uh, like the syringe going in when they knock him out. When yeah. They cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't remember, but I do remember you, uh, back then they had the, uh, there's these, once they say the name, those of you who know it, It'll immediately a, a picture will immediately spring to mind, but uh, this book company Crestwood Publishing yeah. made oh. these books about monsters and because of James Ross. Yes, right there you go. <laughs> but I used to get them all the time from the library, and they were these black and white and orange. Books. Orange ones. Okay, yes. yep. I used yep. to get those all the time <laughs> yep. too. Yeah, black and white and orange books. They were in my little Catholic school library. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, oh, that's good. interesting for a book about for a story about you know. Yeah. Uh, Blasphemy by but uh, but yeah, and I, and I got that, and I think that book went more into detail as to, and it mentioned things that were cut in, mm-hmm. in okay. that book at yeah. the time because I think those yeah. books came out in the early '80s before right. a lot of restoration happened to yeah. those movies. Okay, yeah, but uh, but so I may not have seen it, but the detail might have been filled in with those books. Okay, um, so. but yeah, that really stuck out to me, and, and I followed it up watching 
you know, really watching Bride of Frankenstein and mm. Ernest, yeah, and uh, The Invisible Man, and ah, th- those yeah. those three were the big ones I watched a lot of as a, as okay. a kid, as a little kid, and then you know later on as I kept I would watch them and rewatch yeah. them, and mm. I've seen Frankenstein now almost every year since then. Yeah, uh, you know I've seen that movie so many times. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, and then as you get older and you get have more, uh, you have your own. Uh, spendable income you know mm-hmm. as when i just like oh man i could watch all of these yeah, and exactly. i got you know the wolfman and uh i saw that finally and and uh shoot what were some of the other ones that i saw i finally saw creature from the black lagoon and i actually got to see that um in rochester there is a theater called the dry den not the drive-in dry den <laughs> theater and uh it boasts the third largest film vault in the country and wow. that's in rochester new york um and they showed a 3d print of creature from the black lagoon oh, and i got to go and see that and boy that was wonderful i would love to go <laughs> one and see a, one of yeah. any of these on the big screen yeah. yeah oh i that's where i first saw the wolfman too was at that theater oh, so I, got oh, wow. to, I got i got to see that on halloween night uh, <laughs> that's awesome yeah and uh what were some other ones i saw oh i saw the last warning there do you know that one i don't know if uh, i know that the one the last warning was the as the the last silent Universal horror movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they they had an original print of that movie from 1929 with a live piano score by Philip oh, C. Carley, man. who was a wonderful pianist. Um, and I but, think we uh, have some good theaters around here that show classic stuff. Yes, they do. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. yeah but, and, and not on film either. But that's the that's one thing that irks me around here in Buffalo, especially there's a theater, the Riviera Theater, right here down the street from me in North Tonawanda, mm-hmm. has those giant 35-millimeter projectors, yes. but they don't use them anymore. It's like, but, but film is so beautiful. I don't know why you wouldn't. And I wonder if they don't have the money to get that in. It depends. I'll give them the money. <laughs> are they a non? Are they a nonprofit? At this yes, point? they okay. are. Non- yeah, uh, the Riviera is a nonprofit. Okay. Um, and I think, I think Shays has still has their thirty-five yeah. millimeter projectors operational, the but they don't use it. North Park Theater. I wouldn't be surprised if they were just completely digital. Uh, yeah, at this point. I don't know. Which I would make me very sad. And to then know. there's the screening room, which definitely strictly digital. Oh yeah, because yeah. they're not digital, actually a yeah. theater proper. But I don't know about North Park. I saw uh, Hitchcock's Rope there yeah. last mm, year. That would be a cool one to see. I th- I, th- I I I could have sworn they said it was a print, but oh, I don't oh, know. Really? Ooh, but ooh. it was um. It was a film class at Nichols High School. Yeah. Oh. And they did a film series. This class did a film series putting these various movies on at North Park. They did mm. Rope. They did King Kong. I think they did oh, probably since it's a film class, they did mm. Citizen Kane. Mm. Yeah. But. Um, oh, oh, they showed King Kong on a Monday night, I think. And I couldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, they do on Monday nights. That's yep. when I saw Rope that's, on Monday That's night. why I didn't see King Kong. That's when I have Glee Club. <laughs> oh, um, <okay. laughs> yeah. I always, okay. oh, whenever King Kong is in the theater, I always try to try to see it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's uh, That might be my favorite movie of all time. Wow. The original King Kong. Not the remakes. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I like Not the, the remakes. Well, like the, 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 the remakes are fine. Oh, well, I like the, the Jessica Lange one. Is that I, I like that one? Eh, okay, that one I don't love. The, the, but the, I like the, the Peter face Jackson effects. One well. Rick Baker's effects with the Kong face Those are really are good. cool. Yeah, to, cool to see. It's worth that, it for that. But anyway, yeah, Anyway, we, that's a whole other podcast yeah. talking about yeah. King Kong. Anyway, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll ask you guys about Skull Island after we're done. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, which I loved. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I thought it was great yeah, too. But yeah. you just liked it more than Asshole. Well, I yeah, I, I appreciated it more levels than you. Is what I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that, that that's where I first encountered them. Uh, was uh, were were those. Uh, 
venues. So anyway, so now we've kind of mm. we we we've we've had our piece. We've we yeah. set our piece about our, our memories. memories. Yeah. What yeah. are some of your uh, favorites of this this robust genre of horror? Uh, well, I can go. I guess my personal favorite is The Wolfman. I think mm. I just yeah. some, when I first saw it, I developed some affinity for werewolves. Uh, the atmosphere of that movie is mm. great. You have mm. um, Bella Lugosi as this bit part, this gypsy who's you know first is the first gypsy to do the warning, reading yes. the, the bad fortune, yep. telling the girl you're going to die tonight, and yeah. he's great in this little bit part. And there's lots of chases and running through these woods, like this you know, you know, uh, just uh, foggy yeah. trees, and it's it's not dense woods. It's it's sort of sparse. There's not like a ton of trees around there. There's yeah. trees here and there, so it's just this. You know, I, I always say, say it's like this void where yeah. it's just fog. Yeah. And you see trees here or there. Almost and like you just walked into another dimension. Yeah, almost. yeah. yeah. And it's essentially probably once they started doing the um, the uh, B movie era, and they stopped throwing so much money at these movies, which I think yeah. is another good thing. I don't think the yeah. budget for this one is as high. Everything's a little more yeah stark. Yeah. But it's, it's still it's clearly great. professionally done, yes, though. Regardless, yes, yes. and it's I, I I love that. Um, like we talked about a lot of the tropes is when they started to get universal. You had Maria Ospinskaya mm-hmm. as Maleva, who is is just phenomenal in that. Yeah, in um, is just very ominous and foreboding, and she's always showing up to yeah. like, to say. You know, to to, do, do, do to remember, spell do some remember, doom. Do you remember the the rhyme of the movie? The uh, uh, well, it's uh, something. Whoever says says their prayers by night. Even a man who is full in heart and uh, pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms mm-hmm. and the autumn moon is bright. In the first one, <laughs> and I then love in, it. And then in Frankenstein, uh, meet the wolf meets the wolf man. They changed the autumn moon is bright till. The moon is full and bright, and then all of a sudden, it uh, was a full moon that did it to the werewolves. Ah! Uh, so that first, that first movie, there's nothing really much that has to do with a full moon. Yeah. Oh, um, and then they changed that, that rhyme right. for the second one. So, yeah, huh. that's like so, Trey's version of the Green Lantern. Though, is that? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. right. The, yeah. the Wolf Man curse. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That. That, yeah, that's your yeah. mantra. Yeah. That yeah. that was that was my favorite. Yeah, um, and it's just it's a great movie. It's, yeah, it's 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 a great one. Um, yeah. That's that's uh, one of my favorites. And you said you watch that every Halloween, yeah? I watch that every Halloween. That is a perfect that's my, Halloween that's tradition. My Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be I used to before I uh I used to when I didn't have a VCR, it used to be on TCM every Halloween. So I know oh, I, really? I would watch it no matter what time it was on. Sometimes yeah. it'd be on at two in the morning, I'd make sure I watch it. Mm. Now I just have a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, I can d- watch it d- when d- I want. D- d- TCM has gotten really adventurous with their Halloween programming yes. in recent years. Yes. They've been more willing to show like Weird seventies stuff yep, like Squirm and things like <laughs> and that. And like weird seventies anthology films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done like some of um that stuff. like the asylum horror stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I watch that every Halloween. Um mm-hmm. I'll start rotating some other ones in there. Yeah. Um in terms of the early days, the mummy. The mummy's really good. Mind. But maybe no, that, I, I'll that, get into what, some of yeah. that when we do uh, recommendations. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that's what we're doing now. Oh, we're no, doing okay. recommendations. Yeah. Okay. You say the, the Wolfman is one of your favorites. I mean, yeah. favorites and recommendations, whatever. Yeah. The Mummy's one of, uh, that's one of your favorites, is it not? So. Um, no, actually, I had, I had not seen The Mummy until more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of my personal favorite, because, you know, if I, 
if I would have to put at the top of the pack, it would obviously be your 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 Dracula's, your Frankenstein's, mm-hmm. your bride of, your bride of Frankenstein's. Yeah. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's yeah. those 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 uh, mythological, larger than life, uh, literary characters yeah. and those kinds of themes and mm-hmm. everything. But um, I personally have an affinity for the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, that's yes. right. That's right. So yes. um, there's um, the the imagery that's associated with that with. Um, with you know the, the the bandages and the goggles and it, it just yeah. that kind of um, it, it, it looks it looks nose. kind of distinct. Here's a souvenir for you. Yeah, yeah. and just just the style of it. There, <laughs> yeah. There's kind there's something just almost stylish about the Invisible Man's disguise, yeah. but it's also the weird kind of dark humor that the Invisible Man yes. has that I really uh, that I really like and and and, and appreciate. And it's, uh, it's that James Whale man. And you have that fantastic Claude Rains performance yeah. as well. Yeah, James mm-hmm. Whale. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the um, the you know very innovative special effects for the time as well. Um, They're really impressive for yes. the time. When I rewatched that one for for, for the show, and yeah. I was just aghast. I can't believe they pulled that off yeah. in 1933. And there's just so much. There's that. That's a, a rich concept to draw from. You know, yeah. they had sequels. They had the Invisible Agent, a World War II agent. You know, with the yeah. and there, there's so much that can be done. It's yeah. And and I know that's um one of the movies that they're uh, hoping to to remake as part of the new Universal Dark Universe. Um, I'm curious, like, to see how that can. An Invisible Man is not as much of a threat now as it was in the 30s. Yeah. Um, right. but. I don't know. I mean, there's still something I'm sure yeah. good that can be done with that. I think they are planning on redoing it. Yeah, because because Johnny Depp is officially right. playing him, which is hmm. I, I, I understand. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. I, 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 exactly. That's whenever you met, no matter who it is, my wife, yeah. anybody, you say Johnny Depp is ugh, exactly. <laughs> which is understandable right. yeah. because there has been Johnny Depp oversaturation, and he's yeah. right. he got a lot of weird personal stuff going on. Um, but he's yeah. great, Ned Wood. He is great, yeah. Nedwood, yeah. and, and he um, could be a great Invisible Man. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. because that's yeah, the thing. He he is kind of like, you know, we he get he grows more and more insane as the movie goes right. on, and that's something that you know I think if you utilize Johnny Depp right, like uh, the new uh, Murder on the Orient, Orient Express from Kenneth yeah. Branagh, that that could be he's part of a large ensemble that yeah. could be a good utilization mm. of Johnny Depp, and, and he I does, feel like. Oh, sorry. You can no, no. So just I mean, in, we, in, we in, can, the, in the right yeah. hands, I think Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, I think he could. And he's in theory a great pick for the yeah. Invisible he, Man. He does I mean, descend into madness. Well, like yeah, say yeah. what you want about Secret Window, mm-hmm. he does descend into madness in that movie very well. He yeah. did that well. Yeah, and plus with a, with a humorous edge as yeah. well. Yeah, sadistic yeah. and yeah. Right, but, but yeah, we we but, get to that more later on when we talk yeah. about the future <laughs> anyway, of these we'll, movies. We'll, but, we'll get into that later. But, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, but, that's, but, that Invisible Man would be my recommendation. Yeah, I love Claude Rains. I think probably. I think probably you you consider Karloff in terms of their stars the greatest actor in that roster because yeah. of what he was able to do with the monster. Yeah. yeah. But like I think for straight up portraying people or human, I think yes. Claude Rains is the best. Claude actor Rains is had. it's the voice and it's the yeah. physicality, yeah. that fantastic speech with even the moon is frightened of me. <laughs> yeah. Frightened right. to death. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's so just theatrical. I love the over the topness. It just yeah. works for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. Did you watch any uh, special features on how they did the? Uh, yeah, yeah. Effects? It was. It was like. It black, was like. It was like dark black. Black black, black velvet that they like composited yeah. on top yeah. of. Uh, yeah, it's it green like, screen it, before yeah, green exactly. screen. Yeah, yeah. It's remarkable. It's re- yeah. Really, look this up. It's remarkable. Yeah. You won't believe it's 1933. <laughs> did you ever see uh, Hollow Man, the sort of Invisible Man remake from no. the late 90s with <laughs> Bacon? Kevin Bacon? Yes, <laughs> that was. I didn't even realize that yeah. until later. It's like, oh, that was supposed to be an Invisible Man remake. 
because it was called the hollow man but Weird. um it was a you know kind of it was fine it was mediocre i guess yeah. in my in retrospect from what i recall seeing i haven't seen it in like 20 I years think, but you, Kevin remember the effects guy's name not Jack Pierce. No, Jack Pierce is the makeup the makeup guy. I do not. But I th- I think it was yeah. the same effects guy that stayed through most of that series. Oh, really? yeah. I think it's the same guy who did the stuff we were talking about earlier, and we yeah. can get into this more later. at Son of Dracula. I think the oh, same yeah. effects artist. When we get when we get into like our hidden gem picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before um, before we do that, I do want to say my favorite yes, obviously yes. is. Frankenstein, the original 1931. Yeah, I mean, I connection you have to that. Yeah, I, I nowadays when you have a couple of drinks, you walk just like Frankenstein. Sure <laughs> they call me the Jolly Monster. That's right. We do call him the Jolly yeah. Monster when yeah. he when, 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 he's I, when, I, when I get when I get jolly. I, I stomp around like Frankenstein. You and do. Tell, <laughs> and, and I stomp around exactly like Frankenstein and tell everyone how much fun I'm having and how much I enjoy their company. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> that um, is exactly what that's accurate. But but. But yeah, and I've expounded upon that already. But, yes, but that's uh, but, a fantastic connection. That's yeah. But yeah, let's let's talk about some of our more kind of uh, hidden gem picks here because okay. you know there's a lot of Universal horror movies. Yes, there's so many movies. There's a ton of them. Um, and uh, some of them aren't so great. Uh, we, we were talking before the podcast started in earnest. We were talking about how the Mummy mo- Mummy sequels tend to run together. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know how very... enjoyable those inner sanctum movies actually are. I haven't seen them, but I I, th- I thought when I th- last saw when I yeah. saw the um whatever the doctor one I was talking about Do- calling Doctor Death calling Doctor yeah. Death that one I mean that one was good to watch on Sven Gulli sure at, at mid- <laughs> right like that right. it's a good one for one of those it's a know? good Saturday night with the yeah. beer movie yep. yeah Saturday night <laughs> sit I'm awake I can't fall asleep I'll watch Calling Doctor Death sure like one of those is sure good. I like um, that that's a great it's it's a programmer yeah um, in terms of other hidden gems though I would say uh, one we haven't touched on although we touched on briefly for the early years but I think because people think more about the series of Brendan Fraser movies which yeah. in their own merits are, are pretty good but they're different mm. they're like a, they're a swashbuckling Indiana Jones type adventure yeah. yes. the original 1932 movie as a horror sequels. movie yeah. is is pretty great that um mm-hmm. that first off that money, mummy makeup from Jack Pierce oh, oh, was more beautiful. intense than the uh, Frankenstein one it was an eight-hour process to put mm-hmm. on, yes. yeah. and he's not in that a lot in that movie. But when no. he is, it is terrifying. Yeah, I mean this—the way he comes to life there. I think that that was the one, like you said, like Frankenstein. I don't think creeped me out. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein didn't. Bride and Frankenstein was a great movie, but yeah. uh, Doctor Pretorius is very funny. Oh yeah, the, the old gypsy woman <laughs> no, wondering like, I thought I was alone. <laughs> we, we have yeah. no pepper and salt. Where's the pepper and salt? Like yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like yeah. that and Una Chaplin. Una O'Connor. Una O'Connor. Una Chaplin was was Charlie Chaplin's wife. Much later on. Una O'Connor. Speaking of Invisible Man. Yeah, It's great in that stuff. But this mummy was. She screams a lot. I think there's there's uh, <laughs> less humor in that. Wait, 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 which mummy, one? Which I think one there's less say? humor in that. Yes. In yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that one very was, dramatic. It's very creepy. It's very and dramatic. Yes. More and like reminiscent of Dracula in my mind. Um, yeah, yeah, it really is. Especially yeah. especially with him wanting to claim a bride yes. for himself. Yeah. In and, that way. and just him, even as Ardeth Bay when he comes back, the, uh-huh. he, he somehow reconstitutes himself, but he's yeah. that face is sort of the face looks like it's made out of cracked, dried yes. sand. Yeah. And he's got the circles under his eyes. Yeah. And just the power of that ring. Yeah. And and just his, um, like just how how did he do this? How did he come back? I, I don't know. Yeah. But he's 
he's ruining it for everybody. Like, yeah. He's trying to get a bride. Yeah. And the, the backstory, the scene of him being wrapped up to be mummified alive. Oh, how, yeah. How wide yeah. his eyes got. Yeah. Like, that terror in his yeah. eyes. Uh, that that sticks with me. Yeah. Like, and there's that, that, that opening scene is fantastic. Yeah. That The creeping dread of that opening scene. Yeah. You, you know, you're comparing it to Dracula, and I think yeah. The Mummy is probably overall a better movie than Universal's Dracula is because the first like 10 minutes of Dracula are pretty great but the rest of it is just a stagey slog you know what I mean I, th- I think be- yeah. probably because it's based off of a the play and they play, really yeah. just took that play yeah. and put a movie in and, front of and that and Todd Browning had no idea what to do with the sound with the sound <laughs> camera oh yeah, yeah yeah that's beyond Swan Lake it, it, it's yeah, yeah his yeah, yeah his it, it, Todd Browning silent films were much better uh, yeah uh, I still, see yeah. Um, the show is a, is a good one a freak um, though Free, oh, Freaks is great. Yeah. Yeah, I love Freaks. Google gobble. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but we had, uh, the, the Mummy is an excellent, yeah. uh, excellent film. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, do you have any... Uh, uh, you know what? I, uh, you, I've, like, I was, tell, I was telling these guys about, about this earlier that I am is not much of an aficionado with this. As, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't grow up with these, so I've been more of a layman's perspective on mm-hmm. Universal Horror. So I don't believe I have, would have a hidden gem pick that, 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 that no. I'm aware of. Is the, mm. what's what's one that what, what, what's what's what's, 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 what's a universal <laughs> hidden gem that you think I would are, like? Are, 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 you, are you getting into Jiminy Glick territory with that? <laughs> yeah, what's 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 a, what's a, what's a, what's a pick you think I would like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a movie seen, that doesn't suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's up my alley? Um, you ever seen like Werewolf of London? The early? I have not one? seen. I haven't that seen one. it. Do you like that one? I saw it when I was younger. Yeah, and it was. It's, I don't remember a ton about it. It's a good werewolf movie, but he became a werewolf by experimenting with some plants. Oh, I don't think he was bitten or anything. Yeah. Just some experiments all with like Wolfsbane. All of a sudden, he's... They did a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Yeah, it was, a, it was sort of like uh, a Jekyll and yeah. Hyde. It's good, but I was just wondering. That's an obscure joke. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen I, that from the early area. But I do love that. Hey, yeah. you know me. You know I love my dichotomy. Yeah. So <laughs> my duality. Uh, and I, I delivered... Yeah. yeah, so I'll, I'll go uh, with that. Uh, if it's uh, Jekyll and Hyde-ish... Then that's my yeah. pick, even though I haven't seen, there seen you any go. of those invis- <laughs> Invisible Man sequels, Invisible Man Returns, Invisible um, Agent, Invisible I do, Woman. Not, that, not yeah. that I can recall mm-hmm. enough Invisible to say Man's I actually Revenge. would recommend them. One of them right. has Vincent yeah. Price in it. He's great. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's right. Yes. And he was yeah. uh, Invisible Man in the in like Abba Costello. To, yeah, correct. Abba yeah. Costello meets yeah. Frankenstein yeah. at the very end. Yes, yeah, yeah. At the very end of the movie. He torments them one last time for the for the fade out. Yeah. But you. But but what I would say my more hidden gems were um i i have a dvd set called the bella lugosi collection and it, mm. and it collects uh five movies from universal uh in the 30s but the first three movies on that set are all uh i love them all mm. mers and the rue morgue black mm. cat mm. and the raven all right yeah. and they're all very short mm-hmm. they're all really fun mm-hmm. and they all have a very distinct unforgettable look murders in the room morgue is like i said much earlier in the podcast it is the one true homage to german expressionism yeah of the universal horror movies right um there's very stark scenes of uh the i'll call him the culprit so not to spoil it for this (laughs) uh, almost 200 year old story for you uh but but uh but at the end you know when he's carrying he's he's carrying the, the girl up the uh, he's carrying the girl up up the buildings and uh, on top of in in Paris, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just all these shadows and big 
uh, crazy angles and things mm. like that. And uh, it really uh, is, um, it, it's, uh, it, it anticipates King Kong, weirdly enough, if you watch it. Because it came a year before King Kong. You can, you huh. can kind of watch it and be like, oh, this, is, this, is a, this is a King Kong ending to a movie. Oh, oh which that shows you what the culprit was. The culprit's a gorilla. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes. but, uh, but uh, anyway, um, uh, Bela Lugosi is great in all those movies. Black yeah. Cat uh, has a lot of, uh, it, it takes advantage of the art style called Bauhaus. Which yes. is these a lot of right angles, very stark oh, yes. yeah. uh, things, and uh, Boris Karloff is in that as well, and he plays a satanic priest. Oh yes, and oh we watched that. We watched yeah. that we, you one. You did show me that one. Yeah, yeah. that's and, one I haven't seen in a while, but that is good. Oh, it's good. And the ending of the movie too. I'm going oh. to flail the skin from your body, <laughs> bit it by bit. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, oh boy, that's good. Um, and the Raven is great because it's just more of it's Bela Lugosi. Right. Chewing up scenery and <laughs> being awesome. So uh, th- those are my three hidden gems. Check out those. Those are Bella all Lugosi man. Yeah, Bella, I love Bella Lugosi. But we're, we were talking earlier. Uh, another one, real quick, before we uh, take our last break and wrap up the show. Yeah. Um, we're talking about Son of Dracula. Yes, which is one that I just watched recently, and you just watched. Yeah, recently. I rewatched it last night, and it was mm-hmm. better than I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you and I might differ a little on Cheney. In that, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of his performance in that. I, but it's a, it's yeah. it's certainly at least not when he's um, I guess not when he's speaking. Yeah, he's he's uh, he well f- well for me uh, especially when you first see him like he's very surly looking for yes. a Dracula <laughs> like you know what I mean like yeah. but he does have that he's got a, stare down yes he, he does, does have he's his got, Dracula yes, he does. stare down it's like a Coleman Francis vibe yeah, going yeah. oh man <laughs> oh my gosh. But <laughs> uh, that's that's a two percenter right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, um, see when I think of Alucard, like I I have not seen Son of oh, Dracula. Oh, Symphony so, of the Night. So I think of Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. so right. I have a very different. Well, view and, 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 that's <laughs> a, and that's the thing. Like the, the first, like if like you're getting like the first fifteen minutes of Son of Dracula, like. Oh man, they're doing this Alucard thing in earnest. Like it's just like everyone's like, "Hmm, Alucard backwards." You're like, "No, you're not really doing this." Yeah. But but really, ten to fifteen minutes, they scrap do that it, and everybody idea. figures it out right away. Like For, they oh, figure it out like, right away. He's got to like, be Dracula. Yeah, yeah, right. So so it's not, and it it gets uh, more convincing from there on. Yes, yes. Um, I I think I because I, I mentioned you the first time you see uh, Lon Chaney as Lon Chaney Junior as. Dracula, you just think, man, this is a real blue-collar-looking Dracula. Yeah, like, like comes over is... his shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he looks and like an American Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> he does. But the moment I was sold on him as Dracula was when you first see his coffin rise out of the swamp. Oh, yes, yes. And the mist comes out of the coffin, and you see him stares like, oh, okay, the fine, stare. I'm sold, I'm and sold. And he floats. He yeah. floats across that swamp. And it's amazing. It's an incredible shot. I yes. love it. Which, uh, and speaking of the swamp, like yeah. that's a great thing about that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you think about uh, now, you think about you think about vampires in New Orleans or Louisiana now because of Anne Rice and yeah, mm-hmm. um, and True Blood, and but Dracula two thousand, Gerard 2000. Butler, yes, <laughs> but but there's uh, Kurt Siadmak who who's credited with the story. I don't think he ended up being the screenwriter, but he came up with a story concept for this. Who directed Son of Dracula? Was Robert Siadmak. Was it Robert? So yeah. it's it's, okay. it's the one two. It's the one. Universal horror movie where the Siadmak brothers worked together. Yeah. So Robert directed it. Kurt came up with the story idea. But Dracula comes to America and he's in the swamps in New Orleans, which is yeah. great 
for the um for like you said his first appearance when he rises out of that coffin yes and floats hmm. and there's so there's a lot of it, it creates another damp atmosphere mm. for uh these universal monsters and i mm. think yeah. it's I think it's very Definitely. it's good because really they started bringing yeah, a lot I wasn't of aware stuff. that that yeah. that yeah. geographic association you know, started yeah. with sort of and, and something I was yeah. noticing too. Are, are any of you guys uh, familiar? Oh yeah, I know I've seen it with you, but are you familiar with uh, the Hammer Dracula movies? Yes, mm. yes. I really f- watching it. I was like, you know, there are some shots in here that look really similar to Horror of Dracula. Like, I, okay. like I felt like th- there's a part where um, one of the heroes goes down into the cellar. And there's like a half staircase yes, that goes yes. down there, and then you see Dracula behind him, right. and I'm like, that is just right out of Horror of Dracula. Oh, I don't yeah. know that that shot in particular is that's a yeah. weird uh, antecedent to uh, I know. to 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 that movie, and you wonder wonder if uh, I wonder if uh, uh, Sangster is that his name? I wonder if he's he saw that yeah. and maybe maybe, uh, maybe took some cues, but another thing- Terrence Fisher. Was it Terrence Fisher who think, directed that? I who directed he, horror drag? It's one of those I guys. So, yeah. Sangster maybe was Frankenstein. I don't know. Another thing I liked about that basement scene yeah. is they built the whole basement. The camera tracks from up to down yes. in that thing. Instead yeah. of just showing the basement, yeah. showing somebody coming at the top of the stairs, it tracks. So you yeah. see all the oh. beams. And yeah. it's and it's not like an open basement. You see these beams and these shadows as the traffic as the camera tracks away from like the chickens back yeah. into the top of the stairs as Dracula steps in the doorway. Yeah. Mm. It's a lot more clever of a film than you think it yes. would be yes um and the ending is just uh, i it was it's so satisfying yes it, it it's really so is. satisfying the it way really they is. do in dracula at the end and i won't spoil it for you because it's yeah. a lot of fun yeah. Yeah, and i really yeah. encourage you to check out son of dracula and I, and I think part of it too is um and it goes along the lines with what they did with dracula's daughter and you didn't see yeah. a lot of these i haven't seen films. that in a while you didn't but. see a lot of these and also until um Hitchcock really started started getting popular, but the the um the female is empowered. Yes. Right. So mm. the the main the main romantic leads, uh, fiance is the one who brings Dracula because mm. she meets him in Europe and wants him to come to the states to be beca- to make her undead, and then yeah. she wants yeah. to make him undead. It's driven by the female lead. Yes. Oh. She actually takes control. She her idea. Yeah. Is to bring Dracula here, get turned into a vampire, mm. kill Dracula, turn her fiance into the undead so they can oh. live forever. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a, a big uh, part of it. It's 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 all schemed by this woman, this lead, who is in some ways the hero, in some ways the big villain. Until yeah. until um Yeah, mm. she's she she is the big villain, I think. Yeah, in this yeah, movie. yeah. And same with she's like, very menacing looking. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that black wig. Yeah, that yeah. Covers part of her ears. Yeah, ear. just, just the way she looks. Just sort <laughs> um, of a sort of an arrogant yeah. uh, look to her. Just uh, yeah. like um, sort of just says, "I'm going to. I will get my way. Yeah. I'm going to win." Lu- Louise yeah. Albritton is her name. Yeah, uh, she's a one wonderful of, actress. One of the few. It's amazing. One of the few of the Universal horror movies in the '40s where Evelyn Ankers wasn't the female lead. Evelyn Ankers yeah. was just in this one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> Maybe she was like, you know what? I've had enough of working with Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> they hated each other. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Huh. Apparently, he, they could not stand one. Well, of Lon Chaney Jr. was a rip roaring drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But but I think yeah. that movie was that movie's great. I think. Ben Better than I remembered when I first watched it. Yeah, and I think um, I think that I, that was really good. Yeah, it was one of the obscures. But I would recommend going along these lines. Almost anything that Kurt Siodmak 
did did he have anything to do with son of frankenstein he did not. Okay, because I love that movie. That was good, but I don't think that was Kurt Siodmak. I don't know who wrote that one. Yeah, I, that we could great. look it up, I guess. And yeah. well, in the next break, I'll look it up and we'll yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah. Watch. Uh, we'll just watch Son yeah. of Frankenstein. Yeah. That's great too. But yeah, anything with Kurt Siodmak <laughs> is good too. He wrote. He wrote the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. He wrote Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, which Ooh. really is a mess of a movie. <laughs> I still have never seen it. It's I really always wanted brain, to ever the brain swapping and everything. They, yes. Well, they did the brain at, at the swapping. Very end. Yeah. Ghost the very of Frankenstein. Oh, okay. No. So, so the, the, part of the reason why it's a mess at the end of Ghost of Frankenstein. Th- this I do know about. The, yeah. They swap Igor's mind with the Frankenstein monster. Yeah, but the brain can't take it, so the monster yeah. goes blind. And he's but he can start Igor, to talk again. Yeah. Live forever. <laughs> he speaks in Igor's voice. Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't happen. He's all of a sudden, he got Igor's vocal cords, <laughs> yeah. too. But that happens. He's blind, and he can talk again. Yeah. And Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, it was written by Kurt Siodmak with all that stuff in mind. Like, as, he, as a Bella true Lugosi direct as sequel. Frankenstein had, as a Frankenstein monster, had lines in that movie. Yeah. And he walked around like he was blind. That's where you get the right. arms out and right. the shambling mess, because he, he moved differently from either Cheney Jr. or... Uh, Karloff when they yeah. had because the monster was blind. That's where that, that movie came was from, edited. No mention thing. of the monster being blind. Yeah. And there's scenes where it looks like the monster's talking or yeah. vocalizing. You can't hear anything. It's because they cut the dialogue from the soundtrack. Yeah. They cut all his dialogue. Uh, they I, forgot any mention to his blindness. Because they said, uh, I think they ran it in previews and said that people thought that it was ridiculous to see the monster and hear Lugosi's yeah, voice or something. Yeah, because he sounded like Lugosi because yeah. Lugosi yeah. played him. So and everyone was just sort of like, that's weird. But he, yeah. but he had Lugosi's voice in the previous movie, yeah. you said, right? Well, yeah. but I mean, that's, I mean, it's... They could have tested that with Lon Chaney saying it because it was just people a didn't, test. Uh, people didn't binge these on Netflix back then. So like, <laughs> you had like years between any time anyone thought of this movie. Yeah. Was it, was it how many years between those two movies? I think uh, Ghost of Frankenstein was 42. Frankenstein was 42. Frankenstein meets Wolfman was 43. 43? I think late 43. And Wolfman was 41 yeah so but the but i i just bring this up the beginning scene of frankenstein meets the wolfman is one of my favorites in all of the universal horror canon it opens with a pair of grave robbers breaking into larry talbot's grave Ah. to steal like a family ring from him Mm -hmm. so they break into this crypt it's all um it's all shadowy the grave robbers are are prying the lid open and Mm -hmm. there is larry talbot and he seems very well preserved, maybe yeah. because he's still the Wolfman. Yeah. And they open the grave. They're in the darkness. And all of a sudden, the moon falls, beam falls into the mm-hmm. casket. Uh-huh. And the chain starts to happen. <laughs> and the Wolfman cool. comes back and kills one grave robber here in this grave. And the other one runs out and scares and, you know, oh, tells nice. the story. Uh, and starts cool. and um, gets, you know, a doctor on Larry Talbot's trail as he's fleeing as the Wolfman. But yeah. just the opening creepiness of that scene as they break into this grave and the moonlight hits Lon yeah. Chaney Jr. Mm. and the transformation begins mm. is one of my favorites. Yeah. I think I think it probably, if it was shot and fully done the way it was supposed to, could have been a good movie. Yeah. Mm. I think, like, I, I would love to check I that still one enjoy out. it I when I see it. I still enjoy it when I see it. But mm. I think that Kurt Siodmak was a really good writer for a lot of yeah. these movies. And they ended up being B movies and probably not all, you know, probably some failures in editing and other things like yeah. that. But mm-hmm. I would say he worked on, um, he worked on the invisible man returns, black Friday, the Wolfman, the invisible agent, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, son of Dracula. Um, he pitched the story for son of Dracula and he wrote yeah. house of Frankenstein, which that's a fun movie. That's too. a fun yeah. movie. That's, he that's wrote, a fun I don't movie. know who wrote house of Dracula, but he wrote house of Frankenstein. Yeah. 
that 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 is a fun movie. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Boris Karloff plays a great mad scientist in that movie. Yes, yes. Uh, um, Doctor Neiman. Neiman, Gustav Neiman. Ah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And he he wants to get back at the guy who stole his research, right? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do remember from that movie too. House of Frankenstein is Dracula gets killed off real early in that movie. Yeah, to play John Carradine, right? John Carradine. Not the yep. Lugosi. Uh, they didn't want to have very, them all at the same time, a so very, they killed him off early. Yeah, yeah. a very underwhelming Dracula. <laughs> uh, he's the worst Dracula. Uh, but anyway, I still like I like him as you Dracula. You like John Carradine? I think Man, I like. I, I, it feels like you know he doesn't have the accent, but if you read Stro- Stoker's book, I think he looks the most like how Stoker oh, really? imagined him. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, like I, more I of a refined gentleman with a big mustache. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And I always like John Carradine as an actor in general. So I, 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 I think I like uh, I think I liked Lon Chaney's better just because yeah. of the, the warmth of Chaney's voice. He does. Yeah, he does have but, a warm uh, voice. But anyway. Uh, we should probably take this time to go on break, yes. and then we'll Last come break. back and wrap up the show, and we'll see what's the, what's the future looking like for these for yes. these uh, monsters. We will. So uh, Let's do it. with that, take a rest, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be get a beer. right back. Not since the beginning of time has man known such terror. No, no. Creature ah! from the Black Lagoon. Startling beyond belief in the screen's first underwater 3D thrill. This longfish, the bridge between fish and the land animal. He hasn't changed for millions of years. Science was baffled, but there it was in the deep, deep waters of the Amazon. A living link with the dawn of time. Powerful, destructive. A woman's beauty, the bait that brought it out of its lair. Hey guys, it's Bruno 1.0. If you'd like to listen to someone who's actually talented at what they do, Subscribe to the Geekiverse podcast and listen to Geeks Talk Wrestling. We cover Raw, we cover SmackDown, and we cover every pay-per-view. We keep it short, we keep it simple, and it's just for you, the geeks who know who the true money is. I bid you welcome. MCA Universal Home Video announces the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Collection. These are the titles monster fans have been waiting to sink their teeth into. Now, at the spectacular price of $14.98 each, suggested retail. and ask for the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Collection. Classic monster titles with a haunting new look and a price to die for. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you of our fantastic YouTube channel. Next time you go to the Geekiverse on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to search or hunt or find or look for anything that is our great content. Then it'll go right into your YouTube feed and then boom, you know what's happening when it comes to the Geekiverse. Then share it with your friends. We want other people to join in. And tell us if you don't like it. We don't care. We're just having fun. We want you to have fun with us. Be sure to subscribe, share, favorite, like, thumbs up, thumbs down, up, down, left, right. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So let's get to the show. Geekiverse YouTube. Do it. We're back. We're gonna wrap up here. Uh, I made a big 
wonderful gesture. Yeah, Everyone yeah, loved it. Um, but uh, I thought it would be a good way to. Well, I didn't think it would be a good way. Trey actually suggested this, and uh, and it was Seth's idea. <laughs> actually, it was uh, Pete's idea. Pete's idea. Who? What? Oh, oh. Uh, he's never been on the show. He doesn't exist. Um, anyway, but, uh, but, ironically uh, enough, even though he's uh, older than all of us, I know. Um, but uh, but but uh, it seems it seems like it would be a good idea to wrap up to say, you know, what's the future of these movies? What are we? Yeah. It, it, it's a weird thing for the memory machine to do. What's going on? Well, in the future? <laughs> well, uh, on this topic, there's there's kind of a lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, since the 30s and 40s, because I don't know much about. Well, I haven't seen the new Mummy movie. I haven't. Yeah. Well, you know. all right. So these uni- okay, the Universal movies in general, they've been mm-hmm. repeated incarnations and remakes throughout mm-hmm. the decades. Obviously, we touched on the Hammer horror movies, yes. the whole topic all its own. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like um, in like the early '90s, there was like almost a semi revival. There's like the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula, yes. the kind of oh, Frankenstein, the yeah. werewolf movie. Yeah. Was that Robert De Niro in that? The yes, Frankenstein as, movie? as Frankenstein. Yes, yeah, yes, I remember that. Um, then we had a couple. Um, Kind of false starts for the for the new kind of shared universe um, of uh, the Universal movies. First, in 2010, we had The Wolfman, right. Benicio del Toro. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot about that movie I liked, even though it was quite flawed. Yeah. Um, that that was a really interesting take on it. Um, that uh, th- There's a lot to like, but it's a bit of a mess. Um, then we had, uh, a few years later, we had Dracula Untold, which is like... Um, oh, yeah. Which was that supposed too. to be kind of like... Wasn't that supposed to kickstart something? It was... Not quite. It was... They- yeah, it was in re- it, the Mummy was the first one that was from the ground up planned to be a part of the yeah. shared universe, and mm-hmm. then if Dracula Untold was a success, they would have kind of in retrospect made it a part of the universe. But it wasn't. But it wasn't, success. so they didn't. <laughs> yeah, like, nope, that's so, not it. Dracula no. Untold. So that was like taking like Vlad Tepish story and mixing yeah. with like some Castlevania and like and making it kind of like. A, have you seen lots Dracula of, Untold? I, have you guys brooding seen it? people? Dominic Cooper and Charles yeah. Dance. Lots of. Have, have, have you seen stairs. Dracula? Oh, Luke no, Evans. I have Luke not. Evans. Luke Evans. Was Donald yeah. Cooper in that at uh, Yeah, all? I think he was in it. But, but Luke, Luke Evans was, was also there. Was, was Vlad. Yeah, right. right. Or, um, or, have you seen Dracula Untold? I, I, actually, I haven't. Okay. No. I'm surprised. I've been meaning to. Be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, you're usually up on, on newer movies. I am. And way I, more so than I, I know enough about it, but I do want to actually see uh, it. For point. those of you who don't know, when people usually come to me, have you seen this new movie? I'm like, no, there's too much old stuff I haven't seen yet. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, people will say like, well, come on, have you seen, you know, have you seen The Matrix yet? And you're like, no, but oh. I have seen Trapped by the Mormons. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, what kind of movies do you like to watch? Uh, old ones? Uh, old ones? Yeah. Uh, ones with, like, no real soundtrack, so they have to hire <laughs> someone to make up a score. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, the Universal, there is now something of a Universal shared movie universe that began with this year's The Mummy. Tom Cruise, the, um, the director, Alex Kurtzman, um... And me and Trey have seen it. Nate is not. Um, it's no. not a very good movie, in my opinion. Trey, no, not the best. I don't think it's as bad as everybody was saying it was. It's I don't not think terrible. It's is. like th- it's quite mediocre. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's a mediocre movie. Yeah, which, I don't think it's like a one and a half star movie, which, like a lot of people which, said. I think it's a solid two. Them, which in filmdom is kind of a big sin. <laughs> like, yeah. like to be yeah. mediocre yeah. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. is, is is often yeah. can often be a bigger sin than just being really being bad. For, being yeah. forgettable right. can be worse than being yes. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's like a um, solid two-star movie, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Good, so, good, good for a Saturday afternoon on yeah. TNT. Like, when <laughs> I went a, and saw it, I was like, I was, I, I enjoyed it. I wasn't like, yeah. I'm, there's I, bits I, I didn't feel like I wasted my night. There's bits and pieces I liked. There's like some scenes that are horror. We were talking about this yeah. earlier. 
the, one of the big problems with that movie is the the mix of tones. Yes. Uh, it doesn't know if it wants to be a Brendan Fraser adventure-ish <laughs> yeah. or if it wants to be quite horror-ish. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, w- when I first saw the trailers for it, um, it looked like you know the the big mummy attack cataclysm yes. in, in London, and it, it looked more it looked darker and more horror ish. And I was like hoping that maybe they were going to go for something that Steven Spielberg kind of right. was going for with the War of the Worlds remake, which there's a lot I I like that movie, and um, that movie felt kind of like terrifying. It felt like there was something to be afraid of, and I was hoping that was what they're going for with this movie, but that is not at all what it was. Yeah. Um, mm. so, and, uh, and I know that, uh, you know, a lot of, it got a lot of flack for being like, uh, you know, it, it said it was trying to start a shared universe right. that they're calling the dark universe. And a lot of people said, oh, you're copying Marvel, which was, I thought was never a fair criticism because right. no, the universal is. did that in the forties yeah. with yeah. the monster yeah. mash. But, um, when I saw the movie, I was startled about how much it really felt like a Marvel movie. It really felt like they were setting up mm-hmm. yes, it did. to be a, like a superhero almost. And I think it, it, it mm. I think it sort of crumbled under the burden of that. Like they said, yeah. this, this is the movie that's going to set everything up. Mm. So they make it try to set everything up. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it needed to do that. I think it could have mm. been a mummy movie mm. and you could have brought certain characters back you know, characters mm-hmm. could have crossed over, but I don't think you needed to set up this whole uh, the Doctor Jekyll thing. I don't think you needed oh. to set up that whole organization. Yeah, the, or, this organization needed. Or, to or, or for heaven's sake, they really tried to do that. Or, it's or he did Jim. Yeah. Oh, for God's or he could have been. You know, or at the end of the movie in a post-credit scene, you could have shown him studying the situation. Yeah. But it made him a big part of the plot, and, and it like mucks things up. Is this mm-hmm. incredibly unstable man at the head of this incredibly yes. this organization <laughs> right. with tremendous weight? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing about that that makes sense. It, it <laughs> sort of mucked things up. Like, it certainly, it did. could have been off to the side in like a tease. Yeah. You know, like or like you one scene, what? like some Uatu the Watcher over this you, whole thing. You, yeah. You know, the, then, the, the new Godzilla movies are trying to do that with like the Monarch Corporation or something. And you're I just mean, like, it's pulling it pulls it off a lot but, better. Yeah. I mean. Da, da, yeah, da, Godzilla, you think the Godzilla movies do? A lot better than The Mummy did. Yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. Because yeah. even then I was like, you don't have to try this I hard. Think it's, it's okay. Godzilla. Cause, cause they, like, you know? they kinda, and the way they've woven that into yeah. the plots of Godzilla yeah. and now Skull Island is, is, yeah. is, is, is cool. Um, well, well, sure. I mean, my, my thought when, when I was watching was like, guys, you don't have to try this hard to make it connected <laughs> in the universe. It's not that hard. No, just, like, it, it's monsters. They fight. Like, you know, just yeah, let them do it. But with the, yeah. But with this... With this mummy thing, it bloated the movie. Like, they had the mummy, but they had to include a scene where Dr. Jekyll doesn't take his medicine and turns (laughs) into Mr. Hyde. So there's a fight scene with Mr. Hyde in the middle of this mummy movie. With, With the mummy? Not with the mummy. No, with the the hero. What a missed opportunity. (laughs) No, like with the hero. I think, like, the mummy escapes... And, or something. Something. Yeah. The mummy is out of the picture at the moment. I can't believe fight the I mummy. Man, just, what a missed opportunity. So they yeah. did that. It sort of bloated the movie and, and the attempts at humor. Yeah. Like they took that um, Jake Johnson character, actor, right. I think his name, and he has yeah. been in some very good, you know, movies where he, he's a good actor. He's, yeah. been, he's been in some good new movies. Girl, and like, uh, they the basically girl. said, play your character from the new girl. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, what? Uh, yeah. yeah, so he was like, and again, wait, this kind of game. Which one? Which one does he play in? Uh, he plays Nick he's Miller Nick. in the New Girl. He's okay, Nick in the New okay. Girl, like the grouchy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guy. He yeah. Said basically, play Nick from the New Girl in this movie, and I, yeah. I think he had some of that to him. And I just, it, 
it, messed it, up the tone. It was interesting. See, uh, there was just all so these ideas here. So it's not really his fault. It's the director who the, said you should yeah. do this. What he yeah. becomes is very reminiscent of American Werewolf in London. How yeah. he's like undead and he follows Tom Cruise around. Yeah. And he's like this like sidekick kind of a thing. Right. Um, but they still had him do those stupid jokes while he was doing that. Yeah. And um, which which one like it's one thing to add levity to the movie by having him just be a fun character. But I, I'm taking it from, from how you guys are saying like he was especially jokey. Yeah, and it added it no levity because the jokes weren't uh, good. The jokes yeah. weren't good, and uh, it was just forced in. And uh, you've got to be honest, you guys aren't selling me on this movie very well. So. <laughs> Trey, you mentioned that like if they they really should have just gone for one tone or the yeah. other, and to differentiate itself from the you know the Brendan Fraser movies, right. which everybody there are a lot of people that think that there are no mummy movies before the Brendan yeah. Fraser one. Not the case, right. which uh, drives me crazy. Yeah, me too. Um, Even you, though they're good. Movies like I enjoy. I even yeah. enjoy the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. They were good <laughs> summer yeah. mindless fun. Yeah, Tomb of the Dragon. Yeah, that's the third, the third one. one with Jet Li. It came Jet a few Li. years later. Yeah. It was where they uncover all those terracotta warriors. Like yeah. there was good, like even mindless summer fun at a point. They they yeah. knew those movies knew what they were. Mm-hmm. This one didn't know what it was. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they really should have just leaned on the dark horror right. element. And yeah, and by the end of it, it, like the 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 notes that they end on is yeah. a, okay. Spoilers for the Mummy. Uh, spoilers are here just yeah. for a, for a minute. Um, so they have the female mummy, which is really interesting. Yes, um, sure. Change it up, but, make but it different. Then, like, yeah, yeah, I but get they, you. There's kind of a they, they. For one thing, they lean too much on the her the sexualization of her. Yes, um, and mm. all, but then by the end, she dies, and then uh, Tom Cruise's character becomes possessed by the the, the Egyptian god Set. Uh, yeah, right? set, and yeah. So, so he, he's this undead guy. Not Karis? No, but uh, <laughs> but really he been, this one up. so yeah, th- that possesses Tom Cruise's character, and then so that's kind of how the movie ends. And then like at the end, Doctor Jekyll monologues about yeah. how he's like to- he has like there's still part of like him, his human character yeah. that's dueling against the evil presence right. in his mind. And he like rides off into the sunset with, with yeah. Johnson's with Jake character. Johnson. So, so they yeah. really they're going to look up. for a cure it now. It feels like a superhero. Yeah. Like they're setting uh, up a superhero thing. Yep. I'm like, these are like, these are empathetic characters, right. but they're still villains. Right. Like, yeah. and, it just, and, they, and it yeah. really feels like everybody like was right. The, I get, the they really right. are copying Marvel. And yeah. they're riding off into the sunset to look for some cure, which would be great for like a second movie if he was still alive. If they kept it dark yeah but it, they were they were they were too jokey i mean that yeah. really bothered me because there were there were some stuff all the scenes where the um the mummy where she's reconstituting herself and taking her victims those yeah. are some generally like yeah, scary yeah. that like killings what was it by stuff. like the 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 church the, the like, at scene night, of the church were, like the, that the atmosphere were, like kind of yeah. like animated and like right. coming that was the yeah. atmosphere of that yeah is phenomenal yeah and i was like this should be the whole tone of the movie yeah because it, it fits in with that dark dingy atmosphere mm-hmm. of of the other uh, of the universal horror movies like yes the, yeah the yeah dark churchyards and mm-hmm. crypts mm-hmm. and old churches like it fit that was that was phenomenal yeah I there, there were like moments here and there there's stuff in there i like but that but. tone did not go throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie yeah and that's what i didn't just, like about it so yeah. so you guys think there's like much of a future in this then like like i mean i mean if, I, if, I, if they're I, gonna redo anything at this point like well what, what, do you have faith in them to like do Frankenstein to do I th- the I Invisible think Man. There's more potential with the, with the Frankenstein yes. movie than because there was yeah. with the Mummy. Right. I, I think it's it was a, a mistake for having Alex Kurtzman. It was a new time director and like kind of a not a great writer direct the Mummy. Um, and it's been, man, I'm a I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. Yeah, and there's like, I know you there's are. really like 
almost uh, no uh, Tom Cruise movies that are ask, bad. Uh, right. Ask, 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 let's stop talking about The Last Samurai. Yeah, oh, The Last Samurai is <laughs> great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is like, this was, yeah, you made a Tom Cruise movie that's just like not enjoyable, not that enjoyable right. to watch. It's great. But, um, but the next one that's going to be happening is uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Right. Bride, um, so they're skipping over. Correct. Yeah. They're going straight to Bride, which is interesting. Actually, uh, the, so there's a director for this, Bill Condon. Now, now this guy. I've heard that name. Bill did, Condon. Well, he directed Beauty and the Beast, the new Beauty and the Beast. Okay. He did some Twilight stuff, but okay. he directed the James Whale biopic back in the 90s. Oh, yes. of Gods and Monsters. Yes. yes. He directed that. Oh, okay. So he's got some good cred. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. So, and he actually just spoke ab- about this more recently. That's They're starting production on this in early next year. Yep. Um. Javier Bardem is playing the monster. Yes. Which is great. Who? Javier the, the, Bardem. The, Javier Bardem. Uh, he's a villain from Skyfall. He's in Skyfall. Villain of Skyfall. Oh, and he's uh, in No, no Country, Country for Old Men. Men. Yeah. 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 yeah and uh, yeah. he was just in Mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mother. Explanation <laughs> point. Mother. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, so this guy, I, I think just some of his history and some of the talent he's displayed, I, I think he could make something uh, good right. out of this. And yeah. supposedly, like, the bride is actually being created before the, the Javier Bardem's monster. It's like they're kind of re- it's interesting. It that way. Uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do the hmm. story. But that there's more promise, I think, for that that I yes, feel like. And, I agree. And the fact that the, the mummy still did very well at the international <laughs> box office. I think like yeah, over three hundred million still at this point. That's shocking. So like you know, well, like, it's always shocking. What like you, yeah. you learn about like how the how uh, like uh, the Warcraft movie did really well in China. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh yeah, but yeah, why? Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> it's, it's the Chinese box office is why yeah. we're going to get another Pacific Rim movie. Yeah. which I love which, Pacific which, yeah, Rim. Yeah, yeah Pacific I was going to say great, yeah. thank but, you, China. But that's <laughs> why we're getting another Pacific Rim movie is yeah. because of the international box yeah. office. So yeah, it so. It, it made enough, I think, internationally to justify them keeping this ball rolling. Now, I think the movies are going to have to get better. Hmm. Yeah. I think as if if they're all critical do you have, duds. Do you have faith in them to do that, though? I have faith in them because of this Bill Condon for the bride. Okay. Yeah. But I don't okay. know who's going to be directing The Invisible Man. Like, that's... Th- they're going to do a creature from the Black Lagoon movie. Like, that's on tap. That's in the plans. I think, like, that and The Invisible Man I don't, might be one after the other. One might be before. Yeah, there's but, um. Like, so it depends. Yeah, there, there's ones they've said that they're yeah they're going to be doing those Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of yep. Notre Dame. They're doing a Phantom of the Opera too. At some point, yeah, yeah. it's on the list. But yeah, there's like, uh, yeah. but in terms of like the cast or crew that have been announced for these things, it's only yeah, Bride of Frankenstein. Um, Johnny Depp is announced for the uh, for the Invisible Man. Man. Angelina Jolie has been tossed around a, a lot of, of a name for Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. It's never been confirmed or denied. Yeah, I'm sure there's at least been talks. talks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think somebody at some point was talking about Scarlett Johansson as a female creature from the Black Lagoon. There's thought that they might go female. The I female thought she was going to play well, why just would the you? female. Oh, I heard she might be the creature. Just, That's the I don't know. I had. I just, remember, just, yeah. Why, why would well, you bother just, to get a name at all for the creature <laughs> of Black Lagoon? Just get a stunt person and put yeah. him behind makeup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting. They keep, yeah, they, they do that. Okay, so they did a female mummy. Now they're doing kind of a female led yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Then if they do a female creature, it's Which, interesting. Kind of their, yeah, their, mm. their, their, I mean, doing female led things is great. Yeah. You just, it, you make the movies well, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah right. Well, are going to have to start making being... the movies good. You got to provide good right. context and actually do something yeah. with that. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just saying, like, oh, look, it's a woman now. And then, and leave it at that is like, that's yeah. different. Like, no, yeah. You realize changing the gender, like, changes the whole dynamics of it. And you can really come up with something creative and different and say right. something different with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these, these movies like, are like, like don't just do it arbitrarily. Like you're going right. to do it, like make a real conscious choice <laughs> yeah. and make an artistic statement out of yeah. it. These yeah. movies are going to have to start being critical successes too. Cause yeah. I think without any critical successes, it goes on. 
the box office is going to fall off. Yeah. yeah. Because I think I think enough audiences might even think to stay away from Bride because the first one this first one wasn't that good and it was revor- mm. reviewed so poorly. It was yeah. also reviewed I mean, super poorly before it came out. All the yeah, advanced was, reviews stunk. Yeah. I, 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 I will say though as someone who has not seen that movie yeah. and has heard that it stunk, mm-hmm. I would still be more interested in I think the bri- the name Bride of Frankenstein carries more cachet than the Mummy does. Oh, I even, think so. Even That's... with the Brendan Fraser people's right, memories yeah. of the Brendan Fraser movies, yeah, I, I think Bride of Frankenstein might carry some more cachet. And if yeah. this guy is really yeah. up, he's got his chops going. Then yeah, they can hopefully yeah. they can introduce some more some more gothic romanticism right. and just yeah. make it like I I really really want this to happen to, yeah. to actually have a show. I love those monsters. It could work. It's been done. Universal did it in the forties. Yeah. So yeah, and, the, and there have been some other examples of of newer media that do use these uh, these characters um, and that yes. uh, use them, you know, better than they've been in the movies. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, Penny Dreadful um, is a, a show that, is that I believe British is show? over now. Oh, I don't think so. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's got um, Ava Green and Timothy Dalton and Josh Hartnett. And yes. it's, um, Timothy Dalton? It's kind of like... Bond? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you mean uh. Neville Sinclair from The Rocketeers. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that's a show that's, you know, taken, like, uh, some of those characters and, like, uh, other literary characters. It's like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen kind of a thing, but mm. it's very horror-driven. It's more violent. Huh. It's visceral. Um, but you have, uh, you have a Wolfman character. Uh, you have... Uh, you have Doc- Victor Frankenstein, who has several different monsters, and you have them all tied together into the same world in a much more mm. organic way. And uh, yeah, I really enjoy what I've Do seen. Do you have an Invisible Man in that one? What's that? Do you have an Invisible Man in that one? I don't think so. Okay. No. Mm. I haven't seen it yet, it, but it, now that it's on Netflix, I'll watch it because yeah. I didn't have I Showtime or whatever it was on before. Well, uh, I think there's three Would you do that and report back and <laughs> sure. write yeah. an article, 500 words, 500 on my desk words. by Friday? By Friday. Um, by I Friday. can't do it by Friday. <laughs> okay, I'm working well. on the Stephen King thing. Well, oh, yes. <laughs> Which, by the <laughs> way. All right. All right. Yeah. Mr. But, Huge <laughs> effort doing a big crazy yeah. thing. All right. We'll yeah, give you a What are you doing? Not much, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, there's, um, well, yeah, what, well, you couldn't do what the last doing, one because you, you know, I, I, I oh, think yeah, we've covered it. Let's let, let's wrap it up. Let's get yeah, the plug. Zelensky, okay. Seth. I call him Zelensky because I'm familiar with him. I don't, I, I've never understood people calling me Zelensky for short. It's much more difficult to say than my first it name is difficult, or any other but it nickname sounds that there exists. For way cool. <laughs> Why does that happen? Why do we call so many people by their last name? Because his easier last name sounds the first one. I know it does, really. I've never thought that. It's fun to say. Hey, Zelensky. <laughs> you know. Thanks, man. Yeah, it sounds you're like welcome. yeah. It's a very Buffalo name. <laughs> yeah, it's short boy howdy. Polish. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. Polish. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. um yeah, we've um what have we got going on right now? Uh, me and Nate have had several geek plays that have come out recently. Mm-hmm. Um there was uh we on just YouTube, got our Geekiverse channel. That's right. We got our uh, countdown of our top anticipated fall games. Um we just had uh me and Josiah and Jamie were in a Erie PA the other week for uh for their first annual Comic Con, so we had some great footage mm-hmm. from there. I got to see a Mach Five in real life, which is awesome. That was a cool video. I like that. And um, yeah, coming up next, we are gonna have um, some footage from the opening of the new Pulp Seven One Six in North Tonawanda, nice. and then after cool that, store. hopefully some Blade Runner stuff. I'm hoping to have a uh, a quick uh, reaction video to uh, Blade Runner. I'm gonna be seeing that Thursday night. I'm really excited okay. for twenty Blade Runner twenty forty nine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, and beyond that, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll have some radio dramas coming. <laughs> we talked about that a lot during the break. Yeah. Uh, cross your fingers and pray because this would yes. be so much fun. Yeah, Pete oh. Her, this is a project we would look to you to help us with. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, or just give you? us the go on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us if you're interested. Uh, but uh, Trey, what do you got to plug? Uh, oh, well, Trey, Trey's got quite the endeavor going. <laughs> yeah. Right now on the Gigaverse uh, website, we are three days in to our feature 31 Days of Stephen King. Ooh. And we are highlighting a different uh, Stephen King short story or novella. Every day for this month of October. So if you go look at it right now, today is day three, which I believe is The Raft, which is a pretty gruesome story, if you ask me. It's the it's certainly the most gruesome one we have on there so far. So if you if you uh if you're squeamish, uh please go read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're not squeamish, hate, that means you. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not squeamish, you'll yeah. you'll still enjoy it. But yeah. No, I, I really should uh, read those. I'm I'm, yes. I'm very curious about that. I'm I'm anxious. I'm anxious to read read your writing, Trey. All right. Yeah. Uh, my name is Neil Lockhart. Uh, hey. I, I would plug this podcast. Uh, you already know my name is Neil Lockhart, don't you? Anyway, sorry, I've had a couple drinks. Um, <laughs> we, uh, oh, yeah, here comes the uh, jolly monster. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, uh, one thing to plug is this podcast, which you've already yeah. listened to. So uh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, also. Uh, listen to it me. again yes um, we'll get into that but but uh, oh. you you know uh, I would encourage you to uh, look at the Geekiverse there's a lot of great writing going on right now thegeekiverse.com yeah, um, the yes. and, and that's also on YouTube you can follow that on Facebook and Twitter mm. and pretty much any other social media and our podcast media feed and yes. our podcast feed uh, it's a thing media on SoundCloud or yeah. uh, I believe on iTunes it's Geekiverse the Geekiverse yeah. the on Geekiverse on iTunes, on, yeah. on iTunes. or is it called um, is it called Apple Podcasts now I don't even know I if they're know. using the word iTunes. I don't, I don't, I don't, well, I don't use iTunes. On whatever so. Apple thing you use to find your podcast, yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. podcast app on your um, phone. But yeah. uh, there's also there's also a Patreon. So if you want to uh, throw, oh, a few we sh- just yes. we just launched a Patreon. Yeah. That's right. Yes. So if you want to throw a few shekels our way a yeah. uh, month and. Uh, you know, uh, that would be very nice. Shekels. Yeah, Mr. Mark Marin over here. <laughs> no, hey, Mr. Chris Antista. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, really? Is that what he's saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mark yeah, Marin yeah. said it too. Oh so. man, I haven't heard of Laser Time in a while, but I remember for, for, him always for, for, saying for shekels. For those of you yeah. who don't, do, who also don't know me, I love Laser Time Network, and uh, some of that has entered my lexicon without me even realizing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, th- th- uh, throw us a few bones if uh, you know. Yeah, you we really appreciate continue, it. So. Yeah, we have yeah. lots so of perks on, on there uh, for you too. Patreon.com slash the Geekiverse or I don't know, just just go to patreon.com and search for the Geekiverse and you'll yeah. find it. So. The uh the link to it is also at the in a little uh sentence at the uh, tail of any article on the site right now. Yeah. Yep. So you can find it on the and site. YouTube too. videos as well. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So. so So yeah, so, so you have uh, no excuse. Are, uh Twitter handles everybody? Yeah. I uh, I'm Seth and I am at Cap Americanski. And Trey? Uh, I'm Trey, and I'm at Trey Whittish. Uh, that's just T R E Y W Y D Y S H, all one word. There you go. Yeah. And I'm at Nate N A T E underscore Lockhart L O C K H A R T. We thank you very much for listening, and uh, can't wait. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> well, that, we, uh, we can't. Um, I, I'm at Nate Nate. N-A-T-E. Was that was that the audio cassette from the logo of Memory Machine Rewinding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at, at Nate N A T E underscore L O C K H A R T Lockhart. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, and yes. we'll uh, you'll hear from us again in two weeks. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Love you. Bye. Have a good night. Oh, love you. Bye. Yeah.